Welcome to the podcast that has so little direction, it's become a sentient life form. It goes where it wants, says whatever the fuck it wants, and the hosts, Nero and Bungle, can do nothing about it. But they do love to vape. (coughs) Rambling Vapors, a podcast about things. back to rambling vapors season one episode welcome back to we just fucking start oh my god click no no i'm gonna leave that shit but, um, <laughs> welcome welcome to because we've just started you get it you're here welcome to rambling vapors season one episode eight well we're doing seasons now we're getting well, we did yeah. seasons last one i introduced the season one episode seven i think wow. you, i think you did back when i was on the first time yeah, oh. I, well, well, definitely seasons, man. Well, I have no short-term memory, so basically fall, you say it, I summer. It by the end. Welcome to fall. summer. Yeah, almost twenty-two man. degrees today, man. Almost twenty-two degrees. Yeah, I know it's really this fucking nice. summer. Like we just we were just outside, <laughs> and I did not need a fucking. I was like, yeah, t-shirt, fine. Yeah, for once you weren't wearing a jumper. I know it's, it's so nice. Jacket. It's like every time we go for outside, I'm like thinking layers, 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 layers. So I'm no, outside no. half of the joint. Yeah, so by the time Carl comes out, we just so, start having our uh, our. First hints at like kind of summery weather over here in Blighty. It's been quite nice. It's still that kind of weather where you have to prepare for every adventure. I know so that's you, the you worst. Need a coat, you know, you need yeah. layers, but at any point those layers are going to come off. That coat is suddenly a liability. It could friggin' rain, so you know you might want an umbrella or some shit. That's the name of the episode. Here comes the sun. Do do do. Here comes the sun. Not, <laughs> not summer loving. <laughs> Happened so fast. Evidently. <laughs> <Summer laughs> <laughs> had me a blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just has, so has matter of fact. Has, <laughs> has William Shatner ever done the Grease soundtrack? No, but he should. He really should. If you're listening, summer Mr. Shatner. Happened <laughs> so fast. Yeah. Summer loving. Having a blast. <laughs> Why? It's greased lightning. Go. I'll be getting grease lightning. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, William Shatner oh. does um, fucking. Then I got her, and then I got her. What? The, no, what, the, what the hell is what the hell is that song? Uh, Who was that? I got that? high by Afro Man. Afro Man, that's it. Because I got high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pure fucking pure. Should be Shatner. No, I still think one of the greatest things I've heard by um, Shatner um, off of the. Actually, no, it's not on the Has Been album. The Has Been album does have his version of Common People, which is quite <laughs> funny. And But another one of his albums has not only his Bohemian Rhapsody, which has been recently made famous again courtesy of Thompson on their adverts. And it gets yeah, stuck yeah, yeah, all yeah. The time. On that same album is two songs which are much, much better. One of which I can't remember right now. <laughs> <laughs> the other, Great which job. is the most ultimate, is um, Iron Man right. with Zach Wilde. What, as in uh, Black Sabbath Iron As Man. in Black Sabbath yeah. Iron Man. Uh, what, William Iron Shatner? Man. William Shatner with Zach Wilde. I, we might actually have to listen to that. Well, we'll yeah, man. We'll, we'll dig it out in the embrace. I, mean, I would be really, really keen to see that. Oh, here is he, man. <laughs> no, why does no one know the fucking... Is, no, is, he, he, is he alive or dead? dead? <laughs> oh, God, now I can't remember the rest of it. Oh god, this is gonna bug the crap out of me. We're gonna have to listen to it in the break. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. We'll come. We'll come back to this. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we probably won't. We'll probably forget. No, 
They just stare at the wall. It's such a good track. It's like my favorite Sabbath track. It's so much better than Paranoid. Like, it's so much better than Paranoid. I'm trying to think what the other song on the album that's absolutely amazing is. I've got the album. I've got um. I've got on vinyl upstairs uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. Uh, it's a great album. But do you have the William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy double album? No. <laughs> no, but why? That exists. I do <laughs> have... I, do you know what my mum gave me? Every single one of David Bowie's albums on L- uh, vinyl originals. Wow. Yes. Yeah. They're going to be worth a ton, though. I know, right? Like, I'm like... I, like, ton, like she gave them to me. He died. And I just went, ka-ching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm not. I can't sell them though. She'd fucking rip oh, my yeah. testicles off. Plus, they are fucking. You know, great, I, ne- I like, was nearly really, called really my. Ne- I was nearly called David, some middle name Bowie. <laughs> like till I was ten, she told me David Bowie was my uncle. So you got that. <laughs> I, I shit you not. I was like, ah, it's Uncle Bowie. Like you got that. I got my mum almost called me Kevin after Kevin Keegan. Like, wow. <laughs> I know. True like, Geordie family uh, there. I, my dad literally, literally shut it down. Good. Like, like literally was just like. He just like looked at dead in the eye and went, "Fuck no, <laughs> fuck no." I mean, I don't, it's one of those weird things. Like, like you know, you hear because I think everybody's yeah. got this story. They've asked it, that their parents, "What, what were you going to be named?" Right? And like Kevin, like it makes you sort of think, "Can I see myself as a Kevin? Like, what do I think? What have I identified a Kevin to be? Yeah. And why do I feel that that isn't me?" Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is that some weird kind of namest prejudice that's going in my brain? Like, I've decided a Kevin. Keep your mouth facing the mic. Yeah. Try and keep your mouth facing the mic. That's the big key. And so then, big key. <laughs> you know, like, do I have, like, a, a Kevinist perspective? Well, I just can't, <laughs> I can't possibly imagine that I could fulfill that sort of, that, that Kevin role. Oh, in case you guys <laughs> hadn't noticed, Ian's back! Yes. Yeah, hey. <laughs> we should have introduced him. Probably yeah, we should have. We should, we should like, be honest. We've got a fucking schedule, but we were like scheduled fucking. Uh, well, you know, remember. Um, sorry to cut into you no. just there. I just wanted to oh, say, like we do actually have like fuck it. What I can't remember what I was going to say. Rough schedule that we. Yeah, we've got a rough schedule. We've got oh, we're, we're, vaping news is going to be here. We're just going to chill a bit oh and also yeah um i'm gonna get this out at the beginning so i remember rambling vapors at gmail.com please do send uh, your anything to us like just give us something to just talk about no, yeah yeah no like we we just we're just really interesting so, like there are some it people out there listening to this because we're getting kind of downloads and listens and stuff yeah. and i'd just be really interested to hear some feedback and you know connect with some people that are actually enjoying this yeah and, and maybe send pictures of your dick <laughs> a lot of you probably will. Um, probably not, but... I've got, that, pitch, I've got pictures of David Wimpen, you dick. Wow. Yeah. Not his actual... Di- actually, he was wearing oh, a Christmas the hat. Costume. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. no, the when, when we... when Yeah, with the Christmas hat. Like, we took the photos of him wearing nothing but a Christmas hat. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was special. You remember that Christmas hat that was kicking around at the old house all the time? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. None of us wanted... N- neither neighbor... We never got thrown away because neither of us wanted to touch it ever again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you should have just like grabbed one set of those like tw- tongs. No, 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 those old people people like help grab things sort of ones that litter pickers also use with like a one of those kind of yeah, like the, the claw with the um hand yeah, like, the trigger. Dude, but like, like held by one of those eighty style radiation gloves. Yeah, oh, <laughs> one of those things like like the concertina style punching glove. Oh, <laughs> like in the fucking jack in a box. Yeah, you know like that. But have all yeah, the yeah, yeah. like, grabbers on the end so you're like. <laughs> And it just extends real far out in front yeah. of you. And you're just like, 
Uh, or just used his, just door. borrowed his selfie stick and scooped it up. That no, no, weirdest selfie stick ever. We just set fire to it. It's yeah. one of those claws from like those machines that never actually give you anything when you put the money in. They always do that thing where they like cock tease <laughs> the thing you're gonna get, and then the the claw goes into some kind of weird spasm when it reaches the top, and that's the teddy fucking gone. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, you know what? You know the kind of machines I'm talking about, like the ball. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, trying like, to get rid of this hat, that method would just be so frustrating. Know, that's, this that's time, this part, time, right? another fifty p. <laughs> It's almost out there. I, did, oh, I, did, I had, I had, I had one of those. Um, like it was like a sweet jar thing that was that was the grabber thing. Did it have the same cunting thing? Where it was like I'm not going to give you sweets this time. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was like gobstoppers or some shit, and you'd be like. Because it, it was all, it was all mechanical. It didn't have circuitry in it. Right? So you'd be yeah. like, wind the hand forward, wind the hand the other way, wind the hand down. Nothing, and it just like it was just a trigger. So you wound it down, and you went, yeah. and then it just fucking all the sweets went. Wants everything away, away, away we <laughs> yeah. shall go. You no sweet, you shall have. <laughs> Can you not fire the trigger while it's up in the air so it's open? Before yeah, I mean, I was like it. six. Fire the trigger. <laughs> well, he, he just said it was a fire trigger. Fire the thing. trigger, Captain Zulu. Captain, he was Zulu. the one the saying it was only, a trigger to launch. It would it, never actually. have been Captain. He was Asian, and Hollywood would he never have captain, an Asian dude. captain. He was the. He was a captain. Did he? Oh, actually, Captain's, no. Yeah, of course yeah. he fucking was. Didn't I, actually Michael no? Didn't he make Admiral? He, he was the captain of the. <laughs> did he make Admiral? He may have done. I seem to have. I seem to have. Yeah, I seem to have recollection of him in the kind of Admiral, you know, the fucking not a rough but a rough thing. Yeah, Yeah. been a next gen episode. Maybe, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Fucking Star Trek is awesome. Star Trek's amazing. Like, like, really is. Yeah, I'll I'll go back and I'll watch like some next gen episodes, especially. And there are there are even some Voyager, even some Voyager. Yeah. Yeah. But as, as, especially because, like, Patrick Stewart's a fantastic Oh, answer, Patrick right? Stewart. Have you heard like, about the new um, film Patrick Stewart's in uh, Green Room? He plays, oh my God, he plays a psychotic skinhead. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I have to show you the trailer for this. So basically, oh. it's, set, uh, it's a punk rock band playing at a skinhead rally, and right. someone gets killed. And they're witnesses, so they get locked in the green room while Patrick Stewart is the head of this skinhead gang, and they're basically it's like a fucking slasher flick. And yeah. it's Patrick motherfucking Stewart. I saw man. the um, trailer for that before um, Hardcore Henry. It looks so badass. Oh, I was, mean, was Hardcore oh, Henry any good? Oh, it was so amazing. No, I really, I went in there movie. thinking this is either going to be really good uh-huh. or going to get really old really quick, uh-huh. and I absolutely loved it. The other half, she loved it as well. Oh, and wow, she, okay. she went in thinking, oh, it's just going to be like watching Bungle play a video game. It's going to be sure, a bit dull. Sure. But it's actually quite a captivating story. Sure. And just, um, well, there's... Well, she got Henry, the main character, who you never actually see what he looks like. Right. He's always... It's actually... He's played, by, I think, by about 13 different he, actors for yeah, the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, there's loads of people. Yeah. yeah, so there's about 13 people who actually play Henry. Um... Why did they keep getting injured? Well, just for all the different types all the different of types of them. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Like, not yeah. everybody's proficient at everything. I yeah, imagine. there's a scene in the trailer where they're running across a bridge, uh, across the top of it, along the actual metal girders. Yeah. yeah. And the reason they did that is that one of the guys was saying, oh, I used to run this bridge all the time when I was younger. Okay. So we could just do that. And they end up just doing that. And the guy's doing it while wearing like a pair of Is like, it all GoPros shoes? and shit? Yeah. Wow. It's all filmed basically by a GoPro mounted to the main actor, or main mounted to Henry. Yep. Bear in mind, like that, their envision 
and stuff. And, and plus their weight distribution on top of all, all that, right? Like, even if it's not heavy rig, like the yeah. actual cumbersome nature of having like something on your head, which yeah. is, you know, must make shit like when they're doing spins and flips and running across yeah. tight things. That must make it, I mean, like really hard. These guys must be, must be absolutely legit. So it's just like, you know, that would be insanely difficult. Like, and, and full respect to all of those guys, yeah. man. Like, oh, hell yeah. The stunts just look amazing. Like, just from the trailers I've watched. And I, yeah, I, I, I really, really wanted to see it. I'm a bit glad I Try that, dude. Yeah. Um, actually, on that, um, let's, uh, let's segue now to uh, vaping news. Vaping news. At least it's not fucking... Um, what did I do? Oh, Toto. I forgot last time. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So, um, as we said, I was always going to do this kind of vaping news segment. Um... And so it's been a bit of a while since the last one, but I, I, I there was three key articles that I kind of I picked up on that one or not is actually uh, related to one of the articles we discussed last time. Fucking Kumo has been in the news again. Woo! Yay, psycho! <laughs> Fucking bitch is just. Uh, um, uh, and there's a couple of other bit, a couple of other bit, uh, other, other bits, other, other bits, bits. <laughs> a couple of other bits that we'd like oh, to go through with bits. you. <laughs> I almost went straight back into the um, voice of basically you are phoning a cinema and trying to book tickets. <laughs> you have selected the film. You have selected Article One. <laughs> so yeah, the first article I wanted to talk about um, is uh, it's actually a really fucking cool article. So. Um, Uh, to bring this closer because my eyesight's not that great. Put it so, on your lap. Yeah, I could, but meh. Um, so, the first article is entitled Equating Vaping with Smoking is Medical Malpractice. Oh. <laughs> I love that. So, um, nice. it go, the uh, um, article's from uh, Reason.com, written by uh, Jacob's. Jacob. Jacob Sullum. Uh, it's just back from the tail end of March. I think it was like March 28th. And uh, it's a really good article. And in, like the essence of it is kind of encapsulated in the title. It's go. It's basically how, you know, a lot of uh, mainstream media and a lot of supposedly respected scientific bodies or members of scientific bodies yeah. have been putting out some pretty heinous propaganda about smoking. Uh, sorry, um, not smoking. Vaping. Um, uh, vaping. Uh, one of the common things that you hear uh, is um, that vaping's just as harmful as smoking, or you know, that whole like, oh well we don't know the long term effects. Um, granted that we don't know the very long term effects, but we do know they're better than sm anything that you you're gonna get from smoking normal cigarettes. It's ninety five percent harm reduction. So, oh, um, I'll, I'll you know, it's actually related to the other article I was going to talk about, the Kumo article. So, <laughs> I'll just go uh, for read you some of the article. So, and quote: Like most professional pundits, Margaret Margaret Kumo has perfected the art of speaking authoritatively. Even authoritatively, authoritatively, <laughs> or I can never say that word. It's such a fucker. Yep. Authoritatively. I'm not even gonna try. Authoritatively. 
authoritatively, 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 um, even when she does not know what she's talking about. Unlike most professional pundits, Kumo is in a position to cause real damage. As a celebrity doctor spreading misinformation about the hazards of vaping, she's actively discouraging smokers from making a switch that could save their lives. And it is. So, um, to recap on, uh, covered it in the last episode, there was an article in in, uh, HuffPo, uh, oh no, about HuffPo. Let me just go back to my... uh, that one yes. where was it Huffpo had to retract and yeah apologize. so there was a video put up on the Huffington Post yeah. uh, in which Margaret Kumo uh, went on a tirade <clears throat> against vaping effectively uh, equating it to as harmful as tobacco um, even going as far as to say the, the, the common misconception of formaldehyde in the vape and randomly tin <laughs> like yeah you're inhaling tin because reasons you know because uh, <laughs> Because cunt. <laughs> Basically, because cunt. So, um, Huffington Post were, you know, they, they retracted the video several, like, they pulled it down and made amem- several amendments to it. Um, and it still found its way back up. They basically took down, took out, like, things like, oh, it has tin in it. But the, the key message that it, it was as harmful as smoking was kind of left in there. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's really, like you said, it is damaging because, there's a lot of uh, maneuvering in main sh- in some of the mainstream media and especially tabloid press um, to discredit vaping effectively, and like a lot of sensible people are seeing this 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 um, move to restrict vaping heavily um, as one of the biggest uh, incidents of kind of public health risk in the last decade kind of thing because we're on the cusp of something that could drastically drastically bring down the number of smoking related deaths and illnesses that occur occur around the world and like in the places like the UK I mean it's still something like 20 or 30% of Britain smoke that's a significant fucking portion of bodies that are just dropping and Clog then the other thing, like you, you, you know, you go about how the NHS is overburned and and you have to privatize the NHS. Vaping has the potential to take such amount of burden off the NHS, free up so much funds that could be reinvested in getting better standard of medical care across the board. That it's it boggles the fucking mind. It's yeah. just it's just big tobacco and corporations that play everywhere, and uh, it sounds almost conspiracy like conspiracy theory nutball thing, but it's true. Is there a case like it like the bit you say the big tobacco companies are they like involved in the in the vaping industry at all? Or uh, yeah, so of- you know the common like real shitty cigar likes as they're called that you'll see in supermarkets like the right. blue. Uh, you might have seen them in Tesco sure, or the shop. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Those are the one thing that are going to remain like untouched by the new tobacco products directive laws. Sure. They're effectively the, the the approved form of vaping, all made by manufactured by Big Tobacco, right? Uh, pretty much across the board. Sure. And I actually wrote to um, our local MP yeah. um, and got a shitty response, which said, "Oh, it's about keeping vaping out of the reach of children, you know, because sure. it's a gateway to smoking." Now. Um, 
that's so like i actually wrote back and they've not come back to me since so and I, I I basically countered their point, and I fucking can't. I I it was like, oh, I shall repost this with. I was like fucking little warrior with a pen, man. I was just like, oh yes, <laughs> I fucking oh, you're so good, you're so good. <laughs> so basically, the argument that I I hit back with them uh, was, okay, so you're saying that we need to make vaping less accessible to children, yet the one area of vaping that you aren't touching the cheap disposable available in most high streets and supermarkets that's the one that's okay but yeah. let's break it down okay so a vaping setup akin to something like i use the things that are most drastically affected most dra yeah most drastically affected by the tobacco products directive article 20 are any because the, the the main stipulations are any tanks can't be over two milling capacity, can't leak. Sure. Anything like an RDA where you're dripping onto the coils, that's going to mean no, no go because it, it's effectively leaking. Uh, any tank over two mil, which is most decent sub ohm tanks now, TFV4, yeah. um, are point. over two mil in capacity. Right. So it's, it might, but so we take the two side by side. The Let's start with the um, disposable SIG likes. Yeah. The blue, effectively, you can get the disposable pack of like th three or four blue cigarettes for, or maybe two for a tenner. And the thing lasts for a couple of months. Yep. And then you throw it away and you buy uh, buy another one. Right. Um, that's £10 every couple of months. That's that's not, unheard, you know, a lot of kids will have that as pocket money easily. So they're more accessible from a price point because if you look at comparatively, now this is the the harsh end of the spectrum. The setup that I'm holding in my hand is over 200 quid's worth of kit, just there. Wow. That mod was 160 pounds. The RDA was 60 pounds. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so immediately a kid isn't like a young, young even teenagers are not going to have that kind of spare cash, right? And if they are, they're going to spend it on a fucking PlayStation. They're not going to spend it on a fucking vape mod, uh -huh, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. even a cheap, basic setup, like you're talking basic sub ohm setup that's everything you need in a packet, um, 20 to 30 pounds. I think you're probably looking about, yeah, 30, 40 quid for stuff like the Aspire. And yeah, yeah, all the Kangas and stuff. 30 to yeah. 40 quid. Like, I mean, hell, uh, the little nugget kit that I got, this, that's 40 quid all in. Sure. Um, but then you've got juice on top of that. So juice that you want to use in sub ohms is very different to the juice you want to use in, uh, like, the Sigalikes. If you get have a refillable one, they're going to be harder to come across. Sure. Uh, but the juice, in those little Sigalikes, you use a higher strength of nicotine, sure. um, and it'll be a lower PG. Uh, to VG ratio, which is the polypropyl glycol and vegetable glycerin. Vegetable glycerin is what gives you the uh, clouds. Yeah, yeah. uh, polypropyl glycol carries the flavor. Sure. Um, so, for example, we take what I've got in here. Uh, it's I, I make my own juice. So that's three milligram nicotine to, and it's a seventy VG to thirty PG blend, which is perfect for some tanks and uh, even good for dripping. I mean, I prefer a higher VG for dripping, but I'm yeah. happier. Uh, anything over uh, over 70 percent and over for VG is great for me. Um, generally, thirty mils of something like that in the shops will cost you fifteen quid for yeah. a good juice. Twelve yeah. to fifteen. I mean, the 
Yeah, like the cloud the chasers. That's 30 quid for 120 mil. Yeah. But so it's made in Holland. So, and then and then with like the Kangas and things, uh, so a lot of these kits, they don't come with a battery. So you have to buy an 18650 battery as well. That's another tenner for a good battery. Yep. I mean, even if you get a cheap battery, it's a fiver. Sure. So we're looking all in to get vaping, sub-ohming, your, let's say most people are going to go for something semi-decent, 40 quid. But yep. even if you're going 30, let's, let's play devil's advocate, 30. 15 to anywhere between 12 to 30 on juice so you're looking at 42 plus an 18650 battery if you've gone that cheap you're probably not getting a battery in your kit so that's another five quid yeah so you're looking bare minimum is 40 quid that's still not the most common amount of money you're going to have on a young kid yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a teenager but yeah. still <clears throat> as a teenager you really want to Pay to get into that yeah, as a teenager, I mean, there were much, there's much better, th- I like games. I mean, most teenagers oh, can yeah. buy games, sure. you know. Um, whereas the reason fags were always so popular is they're a fucking example. You need a few quid and a lighter, yeah, or a match, or a match, or yeah. anything that fire, yeah, a few quid and fire, yeah. <laughs> even now, it's like, all right, six quid and fire, six quid is a lot easier to come by, even than ten, yep. Um, so I, I basically wrote back outlining this with a lot more, lot more detail, a lot more eloquent, obviously. Sure. Less um, swearing. Just shooting, shooting. No, yeah, no swearing. <laughs> it was close to, but not quite. And uh, yeah, they never wrote back. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh shit! Um, I can li- like, I left no fucking wiggle room, none at all. I just shut down their entire argument piece by piece by piece. And I must say a big thank you to. Um, <sighs> My, my my the guy the guy that does the articles um oh <laughs> uh, knowledge you have escaped me yeah Once you have more. it'll come back to me later but sure, the, the sure. guy I've talked about on the podcast multiple times that does um the counterfactual is his website it's great uh, so I, I kind of borrowed from him a lot, a lot because he's fantastic he's very eloquent sure. um but yeah that, no that, reply. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really sucked, but uh, I, I still, I, I still got it. Expect Tory yeah. government. Yeah, yeah fucking. <laughs> um, the other article that I actually wanted to talk to again was um, uh, an article. Uh, another, it was another Kumo article. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's great. Not the, like I'm just going to read the opening line. The opening line of the article. It? Uh, it's the same article. <laughs> it's the same article. Oh, it's wow. the same article. Okay. I put it in there twice. Because oh, congratulations. <laughs> it's actually probably a good thing because, like, we te- I, we went a long time on the articles. And oh hell article. yeah! And also, I think it might come across um, that we're bullying this woman. Uh, well, do you know what? Yeah, fuck her. Yeah, but then you like get- no, seriously, fuck her. Yeah, she- yeah, yeah. I'm not saying don't fuck her. I'm just I well, can't no, be- don't fuck her. But I can't be dealing with social justice where it's going. You're picking on her because she's a woman. No, no we're picking her because she's, she's a, a twat. There we go, yeah. twat, cunt, idiot. Yeah, she like idiot. Basically, like we don't suffer fools lightly on this podcast. No, apart from ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, are <laughs> <laughs> we are fools unto ourselves, but we are the only fools that we will suffer. Um, but on but on the plus side, um, I'm don't know if you guys saw the article in the BBC. Sure. Yeah, saw it on the news in the morning when I got up. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bingo. Like, so, yeah, the British Health Association basically come up and said, e-cigarettes should be offered to people as alternatives to smoking. 
Yeah, I'm going to say this. I mean, can you, like, uh, if things move mm. more the way that you guys would want it to move, could you see it as a thing that, like, how they offer nicotine patches and those kind of... Uh, I think that should be one side of it, but I don't... I feel very strongly that you can't remove the the lifestyle element the like cuz the there is um That's what, I mean. the, what makes vaping a really viable alternative is the the appeal sure a patch is not appealing a fucking fucking any gum is not necessarily sure. appealing this actually has an appeal and there's a whole well i think the thing hobbyist to side is of there it. was kind of around cigarettes uh Whatever there, there is that kind of element of cool that was yeah. like basically yeah. built that's, up and, you, it, and it seeped in whether or not you need that you society. need that to, you in need the, that in the, in the thing that replaces it. Yeah, and I was thinking like, can you see it reaching a point? As I say, assuming it moved in the direction that you guys wanted it to, can you see it reaching a point where stuff like lower end sort of mass produced sort of vaping style things were actually offered on things like the NHS and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean it should be. I mean. Like, I think ultimately, it as, should as, be as like a combination. You know, it, it's basically you like GP I mean, you know, say, you know, yeah, you know. I think this would be a good thing. For yeah, you. yeah, completely. I I do believe doctors should be saying, "Have you considered vaping?" If people yeah. are going seeking medical advice, yeah. because you know, any sound doctor <clears throat> is going to recognise that yes, it's not without risk. Yes, it's not without harm. But the bene- the the reduction in harm outweighs any residual well i mean bear in mind like even things like uh, nicotine patches and all those kind of things it is still nicotine right you're weaning yourself off the off the drug so it's not like you're you know when you you know you say you you go to the the doctors and you've got a medical condition it could be cured with a tablet and that tablet is medicine right what you're receiving when you're getting a a nicotine patch is not medicine right it is this it's more method wrong yeah it's an idea of weaning you off something And the thing thing that a lot of people don't, I I think, don't realize is especially patches are are okay, but cigarettes, uh, smoking addiction isn't just about the the nicotine and the chemicals. It's It's the habit. It's the actual, like, you know, every smoker can probably attest to this. Yep. You're a pub. You don't cigarette. really know who to walk, to talk to, or you know, a cigarette. You go out for a fag. You know, you know, you're you're waiting for a bus. You have a fag. Yep. You know, you've just had a Sitting meal. You traffic. have a fag. Have you, a fag. You get in the car to go for a drive. You you roll a fag. Yep. It's just it, it. You you almost build it into your routine. Yeah, there's a, and there's a cultural aspect to it as well. And yeah. I think there's a community aspect to it. Oh yeah, yeah, completely. You know, and I think whether you know, like. Whether or not it's something like those kind of cultures and, and things should exist, you know, around the product that is ultimately harmful, it is another matter. But the fact is, they do exist, yeah. and you have to deal with the world. That well, you're it, in. it's it's like you know, it's the thing is when you know when smoking was first about, it was treated, you know, it was recommended by doctors. Okay. Yeah, you used to be told to give uh, children, like young children, like cigarettes, to try and they were seen as a way of actually building up the strength. Yeah, of your lungs. <laughs> if you can, like, I mean, it's so ridiculous. But then, I mean, dude, like, it wasn't that long ago when, like, the idea of sewerage and things like this to like a basic sanitation, literally not drawing your water from the same place. There's a you defecate there's in. a great um, extra credits thing about the John, Broad Street John Snow. John Snow, yeah. Oh, it's but, so yeah, good, isn't it? It's but like you know what I mean. There, there is a very 
sort of like the idea that like human beings like and we're not talking super long ago here we're talking i think is it like 1800s might be 1900s yeah it's it's mm. it's, it's like pretty, at least victorian england pretty, yeah it's pretty recent you know and we were still drawing our drinking water from the same place we were shitting in and and like we have to kind of keep yeah it was about was it outbreaks yeah. of cholera yeah, yeah. It was literally yeah cholera which was like one of the ma- major killers he was actually it he was a, he, it's where we got the idea of tracking pandemics from it's mm-hmm. where it all originated he yeah. kind of was the first person to kind of plot it out on maps and to find the ground zero to well, find we believed it in a so thing called good. miasma yeah miasma was literally like the, the smell will infect in you yeah Will is the thing that gives you the infection. Like that's what we believed. We believed because we're you know, and, and people have to respect when we're looking at medical things. We're not far beyond that process where kind of monkey see cut. Like what then I, I must fix it kind of idea yeah, yeah. of you know injury and the body. I mean like so, so I mean when as you say when smoking first came out, people thought you know that was pretty ace and it, like it wasn't that you know long ago when people actually started shutting down that argument and saying that it was bad for you. So we're really not far removed from a lot of this stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. not at all. Except our technology. Like, oh, that's our way of thinking of it. Like, our technology is outpacing us. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, In I, a lot of respects, I mean, you know, things like MRIs and full body scans, that's... <clears throat> almost too much information for where we are mentally at the moment sure. it shows everything like th- like there's a problem in america of over diagnosis because they offer f- you can pay for a full body scan you can, and a- if a doctor sees anything anything like a micro tumor that you will probably you, under real circumstances if they you never had that scan you'd live with it your life it'd be completely benign and you'd never know about it, and it would never ha- affect you. But because they see it, they have to check it. Due to give which care. Is, which is fantastic. But, but, but there's a lot of problem with that, because people go in, they, they, uh, there's a risk in doing a biopsy, there's potential risk in surgery if they, ha- if they decide to remove it, and these are all risks that have to be taken, but really are less of a, more of a risk than just living with this microtumor that's never going to affect sure. you. I mean, I, I don't know if I entirely agree with you there, but I would say that, like, you know, the, the idea I'm of... I'm looking more at an America side but of yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. But it's, I think this that's is, the problem when you have a, a monetary value attached to both the parties yeah, of, yeah. of the process, right? It's one thing for, you know, a, a grander overarching kind of budget, but as soon as you're involving... The person who yep. is injured in some way or has some issue, and the person who is directly giving the aid to that person. As soon as either of those people are in any way influenced or pressured by money and monetary concerns, you've got a problem. And that's the core problem behind, really, like the, the actual real yeah. moral problems. You, well, as, soon as, you t- as soon as you turn medicine into a business sure yeah. a, 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 a business that extends to the consumer level like the patient level you have a problem i think it's even that even more fundamentally before even that stage as i say as soon as you reach a point where either party has monetary issues deciding the kind of or basically kind of being impactful on their decision i mean it's one thing for a doctor to not be able to give a certain drug because the institution and the that they're within are unwilling to provide it, and that is a guideline they've been given, and whether or not you agree with that morally is a separate thing. But 
it's, it's one thing to have that level, and it's another thing to have the doctor actively say to you essentially, like, if you want this treatment, it will cost you this amount of money, hmm. and I, I'm pro- providing you with a price. And essentially, that's that's what you're dealing yeah. with. And or ultimately, you're limiting- as a customer or a, 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 a patient, when you're pressured by the idea of, I have to be able to afford this treatment, you're, that uh, is a very different situation. Yeah, you're, you're, hmm. pro- you're effectively putting a fiscal limit on someone's quality of care. Quality of life. I mean, yeah. it's even down to, to fundamental things where ideally, really, everything Well, I mean, it's just things like, like, and it's got this way in the UK as well, basic things like dentistry. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. even on the NHS in the UK, it's expensive to go to the dentist. I mean, it's not private levels of expensive, yeah. but basic checkup is £50. Yes. That can seriously <clears throat> into someone's, yeah, you know, minimum yeah. weight. I've had points in my life that's but, been difficult. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I mean, I had to have two root canals done, and fuck, I was like, I'm supposed to have, like, several false teeth and crowns done. <laughs> Yeah. The benefit with the um, NHS dentistry, though, is you've got three set prices. Mm. That's and depending on what you have done. So, like, no matter how much you have done, and if it's over several sure. sessions, if it's under one diagnosis, you get one cost. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, the top band cost is like £500. No, top band is £200. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. still £200? It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but uh, to put it in comparison. Oh, I've no, had... I'm, I'm not no, saying. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that from my experience, I've had two wisdom teeth out on separate occasions, one done privately, one done through NHS. Private one, single tooth extraction, local anaesthetic. Uh, nearly, I think it was about four five hundred pounds. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, the NHS one I had done sixty quid. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, like, I like. Well, obviously, I'm I'm going in for surgery on Monday. Yeah. Uh, so there might be a, a larger normal gap between podcasts. Just yeah. FYI. Even though I do um, want you lying down. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I, it's not going to be that bad. I should be about. I should be back in normal about a week and then I'll be back in the office in about three weeks sure uh, but so I, I'm getting it done on private medical care here uh, in the UK because I get I get it through work it's comp uh, but I've seen the bills and when I went in for my initial consultation um, and uh, I had seven blood samples drawn the seven blood samples were the back part of a grand yeah, yeah. Uh, the consultation was like 500 quid it's like uh, since then I've had an MRI, mm-hmm. a second consultation, yep. a uh, cortisone treatment, two cortisones uh, each in both sides of my spine, follow-up consultation, surgical consultation, and I'm going in for surgery on Monday, and I will have a follow-up consultation after the surgery. Yeah. Mm. Uh, then it also includes physiotherapy. If I get off, if I if I am advised to seek physio, I'll get that comps privately. I don't even want to know. Yeah, I well, literally don't even want to know. This is not a whole aspect of it, man. Imagine, like, so obviously your company is paying for this, right? Yeah, but imagine the, if the way it works is uh, they. The reason I saw the first bill is because you pay two hundred pound excess in the initial treatment sure. if it goes over. Uh, so um, I I paid, but the good thing about that was I paid the two hundred to Booper. I then claimed that back on the expenses through work, sure. so it, it is free yeah, for me. Yeah. But like my, my my point is like you know you reach the uh, I've actually forgot my point. I did have a point, but now <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> what point you <laughs> Literally failed it. But there you go. But no, I mean thirty I think ultimately, love. No, fifteen love. Yeah, I, Sorry. I, I, fifteen I can see, love. I can see a situation where ultimately 
some form of vaping, maybe not what you guys do or whatever, no, but no. some form of vaping I, would be offered by the NHS yeah. if yeah. things moved in maybe the way they should. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, I think more studies need to be done, and, and I think that's really all these kind of things need. Well, I mean, the thing is, the, stu- the studies have been done. The studies genuinely have been done, and the fact the fact of the matter is, it's a you know it's a it's not a, a number that was plucked out of the air. Ninety five percent harm reduction when compared to smoking. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is, there's been a lot of counter studies done that are per- have been purposely skewed in one direction. Sure, and that's where the real problem lies because those counter studies have gained a lot of traction in the press. Yeah, um, and. Unfortunately, in this day and age, everything is decided in the court of public opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And for better or worse. That's a certain perspective, right? I think actually, like, I don't know, as, I mean, a member of Joe Public, I mean, obviously I know you guys, and I know, uh, obviously, the hobby that you engage in, right? So I'm aware through you that things are cheaper. Uh, but, But, like... The actual perspective I think Joe Public has. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, sorry, I mean uh, cheaper is an effects on you, like you know the p- potential risks to your health. Um, you know, but I think like the member of Joe Public does actually know that as well to a certain extent. So, mm. like I, before I before I knew you and you were into this, I did know on, on a, just a subconscious level really that vaping was better for you than smoking. I, yeah, I yeah. don't know the percentages or anything like that, but that was so uh, just approaching you as like a member of Joe Public who is not involved in the hobby at all. I think that is slightly actually the perception that people have. So, but as you say, I think the biggest point is that it's not been something that's been talked about. No. And they're, they're, they're like, or smoking it, has been, been heavily there, investigated in the, media, right? Like, yeah, the, um, there has been, there has been some talk about it, but, um, sure. and the positive sides of it. But the thing is, every, like a lot of the articles that do, at least at the at the offset, purport to be quite positive. Yeah. When you finally get to the end, they always kind of put in this little line, this little but. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think a lot of kind of documentary pieces naturally have that element to it because obviously you know you've got to kind of explore those kind of things, and that's to be expected. You see, and I think as I say, Joe Public does filter a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Like any, the kind of people who do watch news or you know or consume some kind of news in some kind of format. Obviously, you can't necessarily reach people who don't consume news, but that's a separate matter. Those people are kind of always have a certain level of ignorance, which is just informed. There is a problem. There is a problem, though. Of there are there is a significant subsect um, of people that do uh, intake news media, sure, but they have a certain level of innate ignorance. Sure. The even though they're consuming this media, they're literally taking everything at face value, sure. be it positive or negative. And in, in the case of, of things like this, I find that the initial viewpoint that they hear is the one that they sure. then that's 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 the correct viewpoint. So if they hear first that vaping is as harmful as smoking, then that is the viewpoint that they take, sure. and that's yeah. very. It's because. Um, I mean, it sounds really offensive and really kind of high-minded and derogatory, but it's kind of true because of their level of ignorance, yeah. their and almost kind of se- a sense of pride. They're very reluctant to to um, accept a different viewpoint and 
the ability to actually change your mind yeah. about something and recognize when you're wrong and not just blindly be like, no, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, this is right, this is right, is actually the mark of a, a significant amount of intelligence, I feel. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And I think that, well, that links to the whole idea of the, sci- uh, of the, sorry, the um, scientific method, right? The idea of something is not true. It's right? just what we think. It is. It is Provably acknowledgeable under the circumstances that I am observing yeah. through what is basically even, a very limited way of I mean, even reality. It, exactly, it, it's like even things as, as as like widely accepted as gravity and things. Sure. Science, a true scientist will say, "Well, it's correct in that it's how we understand it to work at this point." Yeah. If something comes along that disproves what we believe and can be proved, and the trick is with scientific method is repeatably proved not just once you it's something at that outcome the you can repeat well. repeat the ex- yeah and that's a that's a big thing with vaping studies a lot of them have not been subject to peer review yeah um but yeah so yeah like we were saying with the, with that kind of ignorance and uh for want of a better term sun readers Daily Mail. Daily Mail. Daily Mail readers. <laughs> Daily that, Express. Y- tabloids. Trashy tabloids. Um, I, I think there's still there's more acceptable tabloids. Like the Metro I used to read when I was in London. Yeah. I don't know what it's like nowadays because we're going back like seven years. But it was a fairly decent rag. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of it comes down to, as you say, your, your ability as an individual to disseminate information that you're receiving yeah. and make a judgment call based on prior experience and knowledge and other pieces of and data that I you al- have accumulated. I also, I also feel that, you know, the, the hallmark of a truly open-minded individual and um, a, a mark of certain degree of intelligence is, like, when you, when you consume something from a certain viewpoint, you actively seek out the opposing viewpoint mm-hmm. because you want to make an informed de- decision sure. for oh, yourself. Yeah. What, you, what you're doing is you're, you're performing a, the scientific investigation, if you like, the experiment yeah. in your mind to see if it matches up to the model of reality that you witness. Okay, And that's really what it boils down to. The way we perceive reality and the laws of reality are through what we have witnessed and seen to be provably true under the mechanisms that are in place to the best of our knowledge. And and it sounds like a very vague answer, but when you actually break into it, that is a very accurate way of summing up our experience and understanding yeah. of reality. And there is no other way really of phrasing it other than to use words that may be too someone who's more ignorant of that fact seemed quite woolly. Yeah. But the nature of reality is the untangibility of reality. And then how we've chosen to perceive it through the, the, the constructs that we've built up through provably proven things. Yeah. 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 We should probably call it for the first half, then. Uh, oh, second. Well, I, well I, I want to do my uh, usual kind of roundup of New vaping purchases, because oh, yes. yep. <laughs> I bought a lot of shit. Kyle's yeah. bit number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he so, will bring in the jewelry 
case for oh, the, I, I'm not going to. I, so I, I bought a. Um, <laughs> so it's actually uh, makeup stands. I bought yeah, two makeup stands uh, for keeping all my vape gear in. It's got like loads of little, what would be lipstick and eyeliner and mascara holders that are all perfect for 22 mil atties. Yeah, the 22 mil atties fit perfectly, but my smock TFB4 and my uh, Temple Mini RDA and my Tugboat um, V2 caps uh from the mech mod they're all t- they're 24 22 and i've got a couple yeah. of other 24 uh mil mods uh 24 mil rdas coming as well i've got the goon um which oh it's fucking fantastic it's got the best build deck instead of having post holes and screws it's just got two clamps nice to so any gauge <clears throat> any kind of fat ass build i mentioned fat ass builds because i've recently mastered the uh staggered fuse clapton as well i spent an hour making that motherfucker i've done it twice now and every time it's just been like yes fucking nailed it when, when so, you posted up pictures of it and i was uh, looking at it, it looked like some kind of uh bit of complex armor like chainmail armor when i was looking at it, i was like wow <laughs> this looks really like it's impressive. really cool it's kind of really zen as well making it but um the next, the next thing Unless I'm going to is like, I've done the staple, I've done the staple frame staple coil, I've now done the staggered fused, so now I need to do the staple staggered fused Clapton, and then the alien. That's oh. my, I'm saving the alien because it's going to be a ball eight to get it right. Oh hell yeah! It's going to. Oh. But um, anyway, I've been on a bit more of a. I've got a couple of mech mods. I get a couple. Yeah, I got 60. a couple. I got a couple. Of, a couple of met mods. Um, three met mods. Um, a new RDA, a new kit. So the mech mods, I got the. I might. I mentioned it in the previous one that I had a genuine tugboat V two um, mod on route. Um, it was coming from the local vape over in the states, and it got held up in customs, which is why I wasn't here. But it is here now. Hundred. Uh, I got the kit, so I've got the the the, the full kit, Chuff modern cap. uh modern uh, twenty four mil uh, chuff cap. I got the normal uh, slam cap, the normal t- uh, tugboat V two atomizer, um, and the comp cap, all for one hundred and fifty quid. I'm like fucking a, not bad. Oh. <clears throat> um. Uh, and it's all authentic, obviously. That's why it was 150 bastard quid. Um, and then I got the VCM, the Vapor Clouds comp mod. Solid copper with that black, uh, kind of almost rubbery texture finish, which is coming off because I keep dropping the bastard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hybrid, uh, yeah, hybrid mods both. Um, I'm just really into single 18650 mods at the moment. They're just kind of cool. Uh, and I got the Twisted Messages uh, squared RDA because that thing's awesome and just swallows builds for a 22mm modern uh, RDA. And I got the Twisted Triple, which is uh, Twisted Vaping with Twisted 420. Here's, did I show you that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a triple 18650 parallel box mod. It's great. Battery life for days. Um, when I got the the last thing I got was the Tugboat 24mm RDA, which is kind of like a Kennedy-style thing. So it's, instead of having holes in the side, it has holes at the bottom that goes to pipes under that sit directly under your coil. And then it's a completely closed top cap. It's fucking great. It's like, really nice. 
So that was my that was my vaping buys. Uh-huh. I whizzed through them because I didn't want to like make us sit here for hours talking <laughs> yeah. about the shit that I bought. Yes, um, my recent purchases are replacement Pyrex tubes for my smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> because I broke the spare by having it in my cup holder in my car, taking a corner a little bit too fast, and it fell and hit and cracked and spilled juice everywhere. And both, now his car smells really good. Yeah. Both, both me and you have, had, have done that, because I broke both of the ones that came with my smock as well. Yeah. End up um, buying a three pack of. Uh, uh, I just got a glass. single one. No, I, I know I'm probably going to break more. Yeah, I, I probably should have <clears> got more. I probably should get more, but they're reasonably available anyway. Um, it's uh, yeah, fucking. I I clean. I broke one while cleaning it. Um, I just fucking dropped the bastard, and did I break the second one? Oh, I broke the second one because of the dodgy pissing O ring. <laughs> I was trying to get it like to line. You know, how it always pops out to you. I was the fucking the the uh, tank on the wonk. Yeah, yeah. I was just I got really fed up and just slammed it in there and it just went tink. And uh, yeah. Uh, oh well, got got it replaced. Easy enough. Easy as pie. Yeah. Um, oh, and I do have a couple of other mods on route. I've got. I'm really intrigued by it. The Yakuza uh, Atom Vapes Yakuza mod kit, which comes with their Yondo Yakunda Yonder Chunda tank. It's got ceramic coils, so I, uh, I'd be one of the ceramic yeah, mods. Yeah, interesting. So. Mm. That and a limitless mech mod, which is um, it's uh, the brass rhodium coated one. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, uses it's basically a twenty-four mil mech mod, um, but it's got interchangeable sleeves that go around the body. Yeah, it's cool. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's I supposed to be. Hit. And it, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So you basically, when you unscrew the bolt where the battery, the the sleeve slides off the body, and you can just put different ones on. It's really cool. Um, and, your own um, lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do you know what I want? No, do you know what? I, yeah. I want to find it because you can get custom ones done. I want a rambling vapors one. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but you can see that being ultimately a thing when stuff becomes more modular and people have become, you know, there's more and more experience in building these kind of things. They'll develop ways of kind of maybe having more of a, a personalized custom experience. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, there are, there are customized. You can buy custom made uh, boxes from private private vendors and things. Yeah, you can um, buy the kits to make your own as well. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, there are custom made box mods. Sure. Uh, for, for example, uh, there's one that I really want. It's the Praxis M17 DNA 200. And it's made from... You can have it made from either solid acrylic, stabilized wood, or stabilized wood and solid acrylic. I think wood would um, be really cool. Like, yeah, do you know... Really, so really they, the enough. solid, the full stabilized wood start at $300. Sure. The go up to a full acrylic, which is just over $600. Wow. That's a cheap high-end mod. And they're gorgeous. Like yeah. um, the ones that are like fifty fifty. Um, if so I find they're the, the most beautiful ones, are the fifty fifty. Yeah, ones, definitely. So gorgeous. Uh, I'll pull it up on here. Praxis M seventeen. Um, is it the Praxis? Don't know. Uh, I'll just do. <laughs> You've shown it. it to me. Uh, no, no, no. I don't think M seventeen. That's just going to find the gun. DNA two hundred. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically, it's um, it's the most accessible high end um, Axis, not Praxis Axis vapes. Uh, I'm over eighteen. Look at those beautiful things. Yeah, 
The one in the middle is really nice. Yeah, they're the gorgeous. They, like, that's just full wood. That's full acrylic. And they're varying percentages in between kind of thing. Um, and basically, they only have um, a list of... Uh, like, because they're all unique. So they, they, that's what they have. You can buy those until they run out and then they make more. Nice. Uh, now, that's a bit different how you get from some of the other ones. You have to be a member of a Facebook group. Right, okay. <laughs> or a private mailing list. And when the mod's made, you'll get the you'll get give you'll get the opportunity to enter a raffle to win a ticket to allow you to buy a mod. Wow. And these mods start at like six hundred. Wow. They go all the way up to thousands. Wow. There's a proper like and they're they're, so they're like really exclusive. Yeah, right? really yeah. exclusive. So, I'm just insane. But, yeah, yeah, kids yeah. with their pocket money because it's a game where you <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like um, right back. That was great. But um, yeah, I I really want one. I, I forget where I was going with that. But oh, the the just the modular the modular and stuff. Yeah. So and there's there's a lot of services where you, they'll take existing mods um, and you know that you they'll repaint them for you and stuff. I mean, if you look at uh, that mod, it's a BB8 wrap around the mod sure so there's even wraps and stuff you can get from to customize so there is that level of stuff already there which is really cool um anyway i do yeah. think i do think we should take a break yep definitely because uh we're rolling on for an hour um yep. so yeah uh we'll uh we'll love you and leave you as we always do see uh, you soon see you soon we'll be back to waffle some more shit right into your ear holes Vaping, gaming, movies, politics, you name it, be waffle about it. Rambling Vapors, a podcast about things. And we are back like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that, that we are. <laughs> Apparently we are back like a motherfucker. How a motherfucker comes back, I don't know, but that's how we are. Yeah, well, yeah. Care to explain? How's a motherfucker come back? <laughs> like this motherfucker. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. But DX chop. <laughs> I was speaking. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, showing this to Bungalow. So uh, me, and Na- me, and Naomi just stayed up uh, the other night to watch uh, Payback, uh, the latest WWE pay per view, which will be forever remembered. As some solid wrestling and the, some of the worst finishes to matches ever, but I came up with a wrestling WWE pay per view. Kyle, would you be all right if I just pause for a second? So I have to move my seat. I got a feeling I'm gonna fuck all this stuff. Well, just move it. Just move yeah. it. No, you won't fuck anything up, mate. It's right, fine. All right, all right. There we go. Um, I'll just keep waffling at you while you. No, they're yeah. good. We're done. We're done. Yeah. See, uh, no. If you need to, so if you need to move yourself around, you don't need to pause. Just it, creak right? away. I can just <laughs> e- I, like if it, if it looks really dodgy or whatever, I can just edit it out. You know. Cool. All right. Let's Jump cut. Star wipe. It's like. Yeah. Elevator music. Yeah. I create this uh, WWE pay per view drinking game, and me and Naomi sat and played it, and it's battering as. Fuck. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. So, um, let me go to my notebooks. Uh, WWE. The drinking game, the PPV DG 
rules. But. Okay, P- pay-per-view drinking game, the PPVDG. Um, so, the so, so for <laughs> drinking, so first set of rules are for standard drinks. So when you get, when when any of these happens, you just have to take, you have to drink some of your drink. So anytime the commentary team fuck up, they fuck okay. up a name, they fuck up a move, they just say something dumb. If you end up mocking the com- commentary team, you drink. All right. Second rule is anytime a wrestler botches a move, okay. you drink. Third one is anytime, anytime they mention the next pay-per-view that's upcoming, right. you drink. Yeah, anytime good. they mention the attendance numbers, you okay. drink. Anytime, and this is what fucks you up, like, oh my god. Anytime there's a two count. Okay, right, yeah. That, anytime yeah, there's a two count, I mean, like, with some of these matches, like, me and Naomi are just like, oh, fuck, drink. Oh, fucking drink. Because there's just, like, a series of successional two counts. Well, just yeah, like, dude, but, like, sometimes they do that thing where they, like, they'll two count the guy and then he'll break out of it and then they'll immediately two yeah, count yeah, him again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, oh the, my god, that battered so hard. The um, two count roll, two count, two yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. is just like, oh, fuck, you might as well waterfall. Yeah. Um, then uh, you've got any time a wrestler is knocked from the top root, top rope before they can do a move. So, you know, when okay. they get the go like that and they go, oh, nuts on the... Any time like, something like that happens. Okay. Um, anytime there's a finisher or signature move. Okay. <laughs> uh, you drink... If there's a crowd chant, like, yes, 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 or whatever. Yeah. You drink for the length of the chant. It's uh, Wow. Tr- yeah, it's a waterfall. So they so and they can be they can be really really, long, really punishing. Like during payback, um, there were CM Punk chants because it was in his hometown, Chicago. Uh, while <laughs> Vince was talking, and it was just like, oh my god. Um, then you, whenever there's a high risk move that lands, right, you drink, and that excludes leg drops, elbow drops. Unless they're a specific elbow drop, like Shawn Michaels' elbow drop, like one that's like distance, and uh, flying axe handles, because they're kind of dull. Yeah. Um, anything like five star sprog, fla- sprog flashes? <laughs> frog, frog splashes? Frog splashes. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like uh, Neville's red arrow. Yeah, drink like a motherfucker. Um, and then um, anytime the camera team miss the main bits of action. Right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta drink. Um, then there's the rule for shots. So, anytime there's a surprise debut, a surprise return, a DQ finish, interference in a match, someone bleeds, you sh- every time there's a chair shot, guess what? There's a drink shot. <laughs> <laughs> and the next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, every chair shot, it's just going to be, br- oh, it's going to be so brutal. Um, someone is put through the Spanish announce table. Right. <laughs> someone gets something from under the ring. Or on a title change. And there was a specific rule for payback, which was if Roman Reigns loses the title to AJ Styles, you have to down your drink. Because like it's never gonna fucking happen, but if it right. does, man, so, you better so, drink like Yeah. So um, I think you would anyway. Yeah. Just, like, to, oh, so, just really? celebrate yeah. Basically the drinking game is drink. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, you will like be you are triggering rules wow. at a rapid rate. So, I'd be yeah. dead. I'd be dead in in like thirty minutes. Look, we had to stop. Literally you would we, be we dead. Li- yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, no, literally we, we had to stop it we had to I think we got to the women's match. And it just was like, oh no, oh no! I, I was like struggling to see, like <laughs> I, I almost, I almost fell asleep during the the main event. Although it was Roman Reigns, so you know it's understandable. But AJ, St- oh my god, AJ Styles is fucking awesome! Like he, oh, 
okay, Styles Clash is kind of meh, but the phenomenal yeah. forearm, my God, the guy gets elevate, hang time and elevation. It's just such a beautiful thing to see. He's just like in the air and he's just like proper fucking striking a pose and then brings his forearm right back and then just comes crashing into you. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, he, he, he is phenomenal. And he carried this match. It was a really good match because of AJ Styles. And they've got a rematch at uh, Extreme Rules. So Nice. Yeah. Uh, just a tip. If anyone does make a drinking game in regards to this podcast, definitely don't do a drink your drink for as long as Kyle is talking because you <laughs> will actually die. That'll be the whole thing. <laughs> when Kyle gets on a monologue, you have to drink for the entire length of the monologue. Oh, fuck oh God, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's like an hour later... Oh, and just some passed out in the yeah. pile of their own bomb. just like, <laughs> texting A and E. Do you have any livers ready? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pig's livers. Yeah. <laughs> we eat liver. Well, I don't. I'm not a big fan. No, no. Like, I, 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 I feel like I should, as a, f- a bit of foodie, I should eat liver. I just, no. I tell yeah. you, I do want to try sweetbreads. Like, okay. that's something I've not had that I really want to try. Brain. Yeah. It's supposed to be amazing. Mm. I really want to try sweetbreads. No. I don't know if I could quite get over that. No. That whole brain thing. <laughs> like, that would be I, a hang-up. I'd make a shit zombie. I think. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, do you have anything other than brains? Yeah. <laughs> forearm. Forearm. <laughs> Surely you want a bit of thigh action, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. Thigh or buttock. No, nah, buttock's like... just going to be fat. Yeah. yeah. That's chewing true. on a fucking horrific bin. Like, uh, you know when you get a really I'll have a stuffed ma- I'll have a stuffed mammary gland, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> mammary like, gland, mammary gland stuffed with mincemeat. Can you real? Can you imagine like, real commenter style uh, zombies? They're like, oh no no. Uh, can I have yes the 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 fire on that? I'll have, I'll have the tw- the uh, <laughs> twenty one day aged. Human Carpaccio, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh, nineteen eighty six. This was a good year. A no, vintage, no. a bumper crop. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll I'll have some. Uh, I, I feel like have like you know street like you've got your ho cuisine and stuff, which is rich people. And then you've got like your chip shop. It's like yeah, just, just a kebab at the end of the night. I'll just have a yeah. hobo, mate. I'll just have a hobo. Fucking. Hobo and chili sauce, mate. Uh, yeah. Ugh. And then they'll start having like things about, you know, too much of the population are eating cheap brains. <laughs> it's yeah. like... <laughs> like, can you imagine the zombie? Then you'll have, then you'll be like, oh, well, I've switched to organic brains. <laughs> no more GM brain substitutes. <laughs> I've just got visions of Franken brain. <laughs> this horrific future where zombies are ruling the earth and they yeah. go into kebab shops after being out on the piss. Yeah. Well, bear in mind, and there's just like... a spit with rotating brains. It's not even being heated. <laughs> yeah. They're just rotating, dripping brains and someone's sitting there slicing off yeah. slivers oh, on it geez. and putting it into a polystyrene tray. <laughs> and you go... No, no man, come on. It'll be, it'll be like in a... It wouldn't be bread. What would it be? It'd be like, I don't know, child skin. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ, you had to go to child skin. Yeah, that was it. Oh, I need a tasty bread substitute. Child, child skin. skin. <laughs> There's... <laughs> right. oh, brilliant. Cereal could be like puffed children toes or something. Why children? <laughs> I don't know, because they're small. Or just it's like a, the little toes. And tender. It's going to eat your baby. Maybe teeth I don't have like a baby, but I wonder if you could, I wonder if you could treat teeth like popcorn. 
Probably not. <laughs> no, no. I don't think if you heat teeth, they're going to expand. <laughs> no, that would be amazing. But wouldn't it be amazing if they came up with a technology that would literally pop people's wouldn't it be amazing if they did? Because if you, if, when you when you get cremated, your mouth just turns. It's like, it's like a funeral <laughs> ritual. When they die, you heat the heads and the teeth turn into popcorn. It's That's like the a proof. Delicacy. That's how the doctor knows you're dead. If yeah, all of a sudden he just starts to get pelted in the face by your Instead of checking for a pulse when a zombie's dead, his teeth are popcorn. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, he's gone. He's... He's butterkissed now. No, but you know what I mean? You're going to get that pot of, like, pot Instead teeth, of... right? So you're going to get your pot of, of pot teeth, and then you find out that, the, that one of the fuckers he had, it had, like, a gold tooth. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, oh, that's, really... That's the prize in the that's, box yeah, of cereal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, that's, you you're sitting there, you're, your just, gold you're blazed, today. munching through your, your pot teeth. <laughs> and hear that gold, and you go like, oh, 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 oh no, I need a gold like, Oh, you got a ready substitute, oh, though. Like, pot, <laughs> pot teeth, like pot noodle. Oh, yeah. oh dear! No, no, be like Real cheap. Instead of inst- yeah, be like instead of pot noodle, we pop intestines. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, you can imagine that actually. Yeah, yeah. this is taking a horrible. In- horrible instead of cheese horrible. strings, it'd be finger yeah. strings. Oh, yeah, really, really horrible. And like yeah. you wouldn't, it wouldn't That's be enough, fi- Kyle. That's so, enough. Like fish fingers. <laughs> no, fingers. It's got an end to the. To, yeah. He's trying to end the I'm, zombie. I'm do, zo- do zombies eat like animals as well? You know, well, this has always been a actually in a movie in the movies, right? Like. How I mean, because realistically, right? If zombies are really desperate for brains, there's like anything, animal right? brains are in much more quantity generally around them. Right? You're going to find rats all over the place. Well, That's I mean, crazy not, like if zombies are just, 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 you know, if zombies were real, like you just cohabit, don't you? You just start selling cow brains in supermarkets. <laughs> what? <laughs> Flush them out with multiple cow brains? <laughs> no, no, no. What you do is it's like you do buy two get one free on cow brains at Tesco's and just <laughs> kill all the zombies that show up. <laughs> I don't think zombies have the cognitive capacity to go. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, that's a, a good great price book, on brains, Great actually. book called Monster Island, which is actually <laughs> about a guy during the zombie apocalypse who purposely gets bit and does some scientific experimentation on him to make sure he turns, but he retains his intelligence. Okay. It's really interesting. It's really fucking interesting. It's a really good yeah. read as well. It's got this uh, boot, uh, band of... Actually, no, that might, I might be getting confused with World War Z. <laughs> World uh, War Z is good, actually. It's, audio Z, it's, a, really it's a really good, good audio Really good book. Um, I don't care to see the Brad Pitt film. I've seen it. It's... Nothing like the book? Nothing like the book at yeah. all. It's, I wouldn't say it's awful, but it's not great. Or good, even, really. But, like... I mean, it's, but it's absolutely nothing like the book. And it, and it kind of breaks the book in really weird ways. Like, yeah, you've got, yeah. like, well, how I mean, got, Israel hero, kind of actually gets... Like, the whole thing with Israel was the way that yeah. they isolated themselves of this wall, and they were safe from the zombie apocalypse, but it was that it sparked an internal civil conflict, and that yeah. was kind of like a, a thing about, you know, a, a sort of looking at the civilization, walling itself off like that. But in the film, it's kind of basically like, Israel has this big fuck-off wall, but, you know, you get that scene of the zombies all pile up the side of it, oh, and it's just God. like, never happens in the... No, in, no. Not, not in that way. There are kind of descriptions of, like, zombies stacking up on top of each other and stuff. Does it still have the submarine thing? Not really, no. <sighs> See, that's one of my favourite bits. There's so many good bits in the books. Like, in the book, the, but have you read the book at all? No. So the book is basically it, a journalist talking to various people, recounting their accounts of what happened to them during the outbreak. Uh, and he kind of does it chronologically of, as yeah, well. So the first guy of, sees is, is early it's on. patient zero, effectively, yeah. isn't it? Um, but Because it, it's kind of set just after the outbreak's kind of been contained. Yeah. 
and the world's uh, been irrevocably irrevoc- 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 changed yeah, by yeah. The, this, right? And you yeah. kind of learn that as it's you... kind of during the recovery phase. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, it's it's actually a really clever book in no, I loved in the, it. In, I loved in the it. way it was in the way it was written and the kind of that particular stylistic choice of it almost makes it almost makes it almost a short story compilation as well. Yeah. It, is. it kind of reads like a short story. Yeah, like each little bit is uh, someone's personal story of a specific time during the yeah. thing. And, and in a cool way, he kind of goes back to each character as well. No, so you have you that might, bit. Because you, you remember the book. Is it in that that he talks about, he talks to a bunch of female soldiers? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's what the bit I was confusing with Monster Island. Well, there may be just female soldiers. Where are the female soldiers from in the uh, You might be thinking of the Russian... Yeah, I am. Yeah. See, now in Monster yeah. Island, <clears throat> they're like um, African or Somalian female, like guerrilla fighters, effectively, sure. and they are bad, fucking ass killing. Oh my god, they're awesome in that book. Um, yeah, you, I you should really read Monster Island. It's really good, yeah. fun, really good. It's really good fun as well. It's just a bit silly. Check it out at some point. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, like, to be honest with you, like, I've really got into audiobooks in quite a big way. Uh, and, and, well, podcasts like this are, yeah, are yeah, fantastic yeah. as well. I mean, a lot of my job involves generally, you know, chilling out, strolling around, maybe doing what you're doing right now. But, oh. like, you know, it's just great to have something to listen to. Yeah, so, you know, and, and it's the thing you can have it in the background, and it's so good. Um, Actually, there's a... I've, I've got the physical books, but I've been listening to... There's Unfortunately, it's only an abridged version, which is a little bit meh. Uh, but there's three books that are available on. Um, I know they're on iBooks. I think they'll be on Audible as well. Um, they're only like, on iBooks. They're only like a five or a piece. Sure. Um, the so have you ever heard of Michael Marshall or Michael Marshall Smith? No, I don't. Okay, think I know his some of his favorite works, which he used to write under Michael Marshall Smith, um, and he was kind of like sci-fi esque. Very sci-fi. Uh, and now, but he also writes under Michael Marshall. Well, that's just thriller. Right. Uh, the trilogy of books is uh, the first of his kind of Michael Marshall era. Yeah. Um, and it's called the Strawman uh, okay. trilogy, and it's basically about a conspiracy of incredibly influential, high-powered mm-hmm. serial killers. Okay. Um, and it, it, like, I won't say much more, but oh, it's fucking phenomenal read. Three book series, and it's oh fantastic. Um. And if you if you want to read the like his earlier stuff, the two books I'd recommend are Spares and Moving Forward. Um, they're like Moving Forward is fantastic. The setup for it is just some of the best world building you dig it for this. Yeah. So it's set in the future, sure. uh, where you're not sure what kind of span of the globe this is. It, it could just be America, but the whole place is divided up. Is just one city divided up into districts. Okay. Uh, and like he spends a lot of his time in Red District, which is just lawless gangster, complete hell. And you have to get passes to live in certain districts. Like there's the um, one of his uh, 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 friend Zed lives in like kind of the what's like the 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 cutthroat yuppie district where you've got to work 24 7 and everyone's always trying to get into the job above you and it's uh, it's really like the corporations it's the world building so fucking good and it's so humorous it's it's kind of got a noir detective vibe about the stuff really good it's good all this stuff has got a real noir vibe i'm listening to this book that a friend of mine called lloyd recommended and it's by peter f hamilton 
Yeah. Uh, and it's um, the Pandora, sorry, Pandora Star. Uh, and it's it's so, it's really wordy and really lengthy, but it has this incredible world building that takes place. And you've basically got these kind of, things move kind of slowly, but in a good way, because they're allowed to sort of really breathe on the setting. Yeah. Um, so basically you have this situation where it is observed that this star, or this set of stars actually, and their their solar systems are suddenly blanked out. And not by a, a supernova, they're just suddenly uh, are shielded in some way, which makes them not observable. Okay. Uh, and that's like miles away from human civilization, well, light years obviously away from human civilization, like hundreds of, fa- of uh, thousands of light years. So they basically decide to build a ship to go and explore what happened. But that whole process is like most of the first half of the book. Well, pretty much, yeah, the first half of the book is just the political ramifications of these things and how okay. that affects different parts of society. And the different technologies that society have are really interesting. The way they have wormholes, so therefore spaceships weren't required to ever colonize places because they literally plotted a wormhole and walked through it. Nice. And stuff like that. And then you've got the idea of like this thing called rejuvenation, which is like you can have your body genetically kind of rejuvenated to a certain point sort of physical status that's not that far from actually happening but it's and it, it's it's so crazy because you get like these kind of characters who are like two three hundred years old and then it sort of looks at like how that would impact society to have people like that to be like as young as it, your grandkids it's really funny you should mention that so um <clears throat> i was listening to mysterious universe um there's been a recent interest in a small biotech um, company out of Australia who claim to have created a drug which fights the signs of aging, like treating aging as a disease. Sure. Yeah. Uh, turns out they were backed by DARPA. Okay. So the, it's legit. And there's another woman, um, I forget the ins and outs and details on this because I didn't actually really plan on talking about it because I wanted to, re- but <clears throat> since you got onto that, I kind of want to just touch sure. on it a bit. I'm like, it's probably going to be the topic I bring to the next one because uh, yeah. it's really interesting. Uh, but the, she, she basically, she was part of a biotech firm in uh, America. And um, they developed a drug, which I, I, don't, I can't remember the science, but there's particular um, things that they were trying to attack, which uh, contribute to the signs of aging. And she ha- she was, it's like a genetic marker, I think. Yeah. So- um, and she, hers was basically saying like she'd age, uh, age quicker and die at yeah. a younger age. Yeah. So, because um, they couldn't do human trials, she used it on herself. Right. 20% increase in lifespan, roughly, estimated. That's what they they anticipate they've done, achieved for her. And she, they they are regular, that she's going to, she did a TED Talks, which I, I, I want to listen to. And she's basically talking about how um, it's regulation that's the issue. It would, if regulation <clears throat> wasn't an issue, um, because it, they're only a small biotech firm, so they can't afford to pay all the FDA fees to get a drug approved like Pfizer and that. It's sure. rigged to, fa- to favor the big companies. Um, in five years, they could have a workable drug out uh, to the public, which would reverse the signs of aging, because they treat aging as a disease. Right. The way they see it is aging is a disease like any others, and it should be able to be cured. And right. rev- and the effects, re- and they they're actually saying that look, no, we'll this won't only, um, <clears throat> it won't you know it'll never work forever, so it's not like immortality, 
but you're talking 100 plus lifespans where you are physically as fit as you are at the kind of you know 30-ish range when you're 60 when you're 100 so significant extension of lifespan and the the advantage advantageous thing about this is you revitalize your workforce and therefore your economy because part of the reason our economy suffers so heavily at the moment um and part of the reason um everything's slightly skew in terms of um the load society society places on the economy versus the amount of people actually working to help generate that economy yeah. is disproportionate it, there are more there are now more 60 year olds in the world than there are 5 year olds it's yeah. the baby boom isn't it yeah, yeah. and but the pro- the other thing is is <clears throat> we're extending lifespans but not necessarily quality of life yeah. For the most part, so you still you're okay. You're living to a hundred now, but by the time you get to a hundred, you can't hold, you can't be working or have a job. You know, you are quite clearly coming to the end of your life. What they're on about is that by the time you know you're sixty, you're still able to work. So you're actually still you're a productive member of society for longer. So there's less recycling of people going in and people going out. You can have sustained, uh, robust economies uh, because you're not relying as so like on getting the next crop of people trained for that, which might be a limited set job like doctors. Your doctors are going to be around a lot longer. So when you do get a new influx, it's only going to boom the amount of available doctors. And if that happens across the board, across the economy, you've got a more productive workforce and you've got less burden of care being placed upon society in general, all aspects and, you know, healthcare, um, things like public transport and music, it all becomes less of a burden. It kind of helps to balance the economy. If we're going to keep producing people at the rate that we are, then we need to be able to sustain the usage of... It sounds very um, kind of totalitarian, but it's just, it's just ma- maintaining that person. And she said, that it, you know, it's attainable. And they're like, if, if you show signs of aging, we've failed. Hmm. But, I mean, this... And you'll still get natural... I know where you're going, uh, and I'll let you go there, but I'm just going to say you will still get natural wastage through other diseases, other complications no, no, no. and stuff. What I'm saying is um, surely this also enable people to actually procreate for longer. Potentially, yeah. Whether but, not necessarily for women, because I don't know, I'm not, I don't know like, what, I, I, I think, when it comes to the menopause, but I'm sure... I think things like women are born with the eggs they have. Yeah, when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. You can't bring those eggs back. No. Um, so you probably men will still be have... generating sperm and be able to have erections for much longer into their life. Therefore, yeah. there'll be a technicality that they would be able to actually sow oats more frequently. And if they're looking younger, they're going to pull younger. Well, yeah, <laughs> the, but, but that's not. I think as well the rate of reproduction will probably taper off a little bit. Because I think there, you know, you could even. It sounds really bad, but I I'm not necessarily against it. Um, in kind of almost regulating reproduction to a sense, if you've got a light, if you're talking proper extended extension of life, but then mm. you've got to look at the. All right, if we've got this extension of life, think about the br- brilliant minds that are going to be around for longer and are going to be clearer for longer, and the, the, how that could advance technology. We could be colonizing other planets a lot sooner than we would be otherwise, just through to. that enhanced yeah. pool of collective knowledge. 
because that was my phone going off through the fucking light, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Two cares. Uh, control it anymore. Yeah, I'll, I'll put my phone on mute. Uh, but, yeah, so you would have... Could you imagine some of the great minds today being able to sit down and theor- uh, like theory craft with the likes of Einstein and Tesla? Yeah. That collective... Could you imagine how much further that could advance technology? Yeah. But also we will be having... Undesirable is a harsh word, but it's the word I'm going to use. Yeah, I mean, you will have like a 500-year-old Donald Trump kicking about. Yeah, you'll have stuff like that. You'll have people you don't want to... Assassination to still be a thing. Yeah, but also you've got all the... Um, <laughs> what about the doll scroungers? People who live off the doll and just pop out kids left and right center. Just kill them. <laughs> wow, totalitarian. Yeah, I know, but can you imagine, like, all right, a little bit of fucking totalitarianism could lo- lo- lead towards a, re- a utopia society, a utopic society? I mean, the, the thing is, as well, to that's a bit about, that's a bit fucking final solution, isn't it? No, the yeah. thing to, Sorry, when you talk about like technology yeah. and understanding, essentially improving. Also, uh, you got to the thing that's important to respect is that these things don't happen in isolation, and when a technology is is gained, there's often a, a push to explore that and expand it in all its possible directions. Yeah. So it's not like. I mean, obviously, it's it's good for for novelization and good for storytelling, but in reality, not very often does like a technology come along that isn't very swiftly explored and and drawn out to its social effects quite quickly. I mean, you have major changes like the industrial revolution that obviously occurred, uh, but the technologies that if you, if you look at that, the technologies that that spurned from things like the sorry spawned from things like the uh, uh, steam power and stuff like that actually affected multiple parts of society in all kinds of different ways from locomotion of people across uh, areas quicker yeah, and more, more stable. Well, it led to globalization. Well, exactly. I mean, you're talking about like actual changes occurring. So, you know, if people lived longer, there would be challenges and there would be benefits, benefits and, and, and also technology would advance in other areas, right? If you live longer... And as you say, people are maybe uh, keeping a certain quality of uh, intelligence longer because obviously mental decay might be yep. slower, for example. Well, that's then, the, then technologies would be developed at a rate which would keep up, hopefully, with those kind of situations. And obviously, these things happen gradually anyway. So if it was expanded life, you know, maybe it's 10 years, 20 years at first, and then it increases the time. Yeah, on. I think like it would be a gradual a gradual thing so it's not going to be like okay hit right you know five years here's a pill you're going to live to 200 kind of thing i think you know you initially probably be looking at maybe an extra 20 years of you know full active life yeah sure Uh, and and the thing is like the societal changes that happen when a technology is discovered okay obviously the regulatory situation that occurs the marketability situation the economic impacts of these things i think they seep in slowly right the big problem is this would go to the rich, the people that this would be a premium thing when it first came out. Obviously, would there's no, the you know this is not something that's going to be available like on the fucking NHS. Sure, eventually it would be. Well, I think ultimately the the way to look at uh, information is to look at something like the internet and how that's changed things and the graphs to monetize certain aspects of that information. Yeah. Right, 
like the fact that you have an ISP that charges you a certain amount of money to run a service, and obviously there and is the fact a, that there are art, there, you know there are impositions yeah. placed upon you during that, so like bandwidth throttling and sure, exactly. blocking of certain sites and so on, like yeah. virgin blocking, torrenting. But like, so as you're looking Bastards. at how information is sort of having its, because obviously everything has a need cost, right? Everything has a level of money or resources, because ultimately we're talking resources, not money. Money's a, a very abstract secondary thing. But ultimately we need resources, which are time and obviously products of the earth to sustain those. But once those costs are removed, obviously, and you've got the excess cost of profitability involved, then you start hitting the issue of what does that mean for the product or technology or whatever that you're expanding, and then turn the information that it provides to people. I mean, I often, like, I know a thing I often, like, used to, to do was, like, if, you know, if I was teleported right, like, a thousand, two thousand years back in time right now, and I was given the superpower where I could communicate with people and they would understand my language, that's the only thing I have, and I've got the knowledge that's in my head right now. What, what could I? How much could I actually advance civilization in a lifetime? <laughs> and based on this is me, this is dumbass me, right? I, I could tell you things that sound maybe like I, I have an understanding of, say, what an atom is, right? How in any applicable way yeah, could no. I, with my knowledge, my 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 general ignorance of all, all these things, actually advance society with that information? That's not that's, at I've, all. Like I've often theorycrafted a similar situation, which was basically. Uh, roughly around the same thing, kind of like teleported back, maybe not quite two thousand years or so, but maybe to, to, maybe back to like you know the Renaissance. Yeah, well, uh, I do I do the same thing. So it's basically you move through time. Like if I move back to yeah. Stone Age times, there's certain things so I could do. If I go my, to... my, instead of like instead of partaking my knowledge, it'd be like you can take one thing back. Right. What do you take back? Sure. What is something that is going to be something they can potentially reverse engineer. I mean, there's no point taking back like a modern laptop because sure. the, the, the infrastructure required. Yeah, to run it's it, just yeah. not there. But what could you take back? What simple yet groundbreaking inventions or concepts well, could you take back to partake? When I talked to one of my friends about this, and I was kind of you know, and that they're all kind of uh, physicists and mathematicians and, and quite kind of high level science sort of people, but. As I was talking to them, I was saying, you know, and I sort of offering that as a thought sort of project, really. And they came back to me with the print press, right? It's a simple thing that you can develop. And the most important thing that you can do for society, and this is why I referred to the internet earlier, is basically proliferate knowledge. a platform for people to share knowledge and understanding yeah. of the world around them. You know, so well, the I mean, print press was you the first thing you could actually go, do. You'd have to go significant, because you'd want to go back even maybe before kind of can't like you like thinking you know ancient rome and things like that you've got a certain level of dissemination you know you've got written because we have written yeah. things from there so maybe you want there's to a just, limit you need a language yeah you almost almost want to go just kind of post egypt because you know they once they that, that 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 concept of writing things down had translated beyond hieroglyphic nature it to depends a more you could go you could go language. further you could go to babylonian society when you know they have a language they have clay tablets mm -hmm. there's actually a relatively high level of uh literacy that's available and bear in mind of course most of uh britain or or, or western civilization prior to the print press and things like that couldn't read right no. and, yeah. and 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 the whole lutheran kind of uh, movement basically came up from the idea of allowing the common man to actually be able to read a bible yeah and and 
the the conflict between that choice like the idea of should a a normal person have access to this word of god right or should that because this is heavy shit that a, a priest a man of knowledge of this thing tells you about it yeah. and that was kind of the conflict essentially so then you have that sort of passed into sort of other things i mean obviously being an atheist it's it's not really about the it's actual content, the content of the book, but the, the idea of, of information being controlled yeah, freedom or spread out. Yeah. And, and there's good and bad bits to both. The, the, a lot of bad things that happened with uh, the religious text that was passed to uh, people essentially occurred because people were given the right to interpret as they saw, the, as they read. The, the, but the counterbalance the counter exactly. that is, is the, the counter-argument that is the... the, the privatization if you like of knowledge allows that knowledge to be skewed uh, to a particular bias well and that's why i would always support the idea of yeah. a freedom a, a level of freedom of information because though in Korea, it poses North great risk yeah. hmm. okay and that there are dangers associated <clears throat> with it well, the thing is society works shit out like that yeah. okay well, I mean, you can, so we've kind of got to a level of understanding where like a, a religion that is being misinterpreted can be sort of shackled back a bit. I mean, obviously there are kind of exceptions, exceptions like uh, and things Scientology and evangelical, evangelical. Yeah. And there's, you get people that obviously yeah. take it to a certain way, but you can see already that if you look at that model, actually, and we, we do tend to sort of focus on, especially with the modern media and the way that things are sort of done on like the, the negative of sort of what's happened to religion as it's evolved. But, and, 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 and as I say, as someone, I'm not, I'm, I'm totally atheist but there's actually if you go back in time like people were doing heinous shit on a massive scale for religious reasons uh that really society now especially at, at a certain level has kind of at least managed to tone down on a on a common man level you know yeah because obviously you have more atheists well i mean the fact is the man that controls the knowledge can make the make himself god yeah, and exactly yeah. that that and experience has left you, the world it, to a larger extent. There aren't I mean, many well, people who can be the prophet. The, now. the thing is, you can actually you cannot you can see, you can actually see the contrast between these two thoughts in action today. You look at the free world. You look at North Korea. Yeah, that's that's yeah. exactly North Korea is what happens forming, when you restrict yeah. knowledge and you exactly. know you, you you place too much power on individuals. Sure. The supreme leader. Yeah, that is. The I exact, mean, well, the, you know, Kim Jong Il was. For want of a better word, wanted to be thought of as God. Yeah, you know, that's as, as close as his, he was well, his dad is pretty much worshipped as a god. Yeah, completely. Yeah. It's a terrifying thing. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's it's you know really interesting to think of technology and information and and what it expands beyond itself and how and what that means. But I thought that was a really interesting answer to the question when I posed it. You know, the print press. It's an, it is something that you could make. I mean, it's mm. challenging to make. But bear in mind the Chinese. We're not talking about a steam-driven print press. No, no, like no it can be the simple. Chinese. Just the ability to reproduce yeah. printed knowledge on mass. On mass, exactly. And the way, you know, obviously, you would you would build something, and then you know you would obviously die, probably of some horrible disease of the ancient world, uh, and so, then the information would be able to pass. I mean, assuming they didn't go into some crazy hysterics over all this or, idea. Or you know, of, it didn't just descend into a dark age yeah. again. But um, you know, but, but assuming you could keep that information alive for a certain length of time where it became inseminated by the public. And I say I'm giving you the superpower to be able to actually communicate yeah, yeah, with yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, all you know, the one that I always like to think about would be um I, I you know, I, I never thought about it into kind of which equation, but 
a pure, some pure maths, like some like a good solid, you know, maybe like yeah. law of gravity yep. or you know, um, hell, e, like e, M, e equals m c squared. Yeah, some some iconic piece of physics. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. because maths is universally mm-hmm. understood, mm-hmm. and as long as you do, and it's also something that you can learn about a particular equation. Sure. If you know of this, you can you can teach yourself. Like you might not be able to teach yourself the entirety of theoretical physics, but say you wanted to take back, I don't know, the second law of thermodynamics, you can teach yourself about the second law of th- to, that you could do a good job of passing that knowledge on the most important thing about an equation like that that you're bringing back if that's what you choose to do is essentially being able to have the component parts of it individually testable yeah by the individual yeah so for example, making it relate to their world around them and see how what it actually means as opposed to just the theory of it exactly so like the thing is you tell them the theory and then they explore the elements of that theory and that brings them the understanding of the theory right the the because Obviously, to a form in a theory, a scientist has performed multiple experiments to make it it provable, right? And repeatedly provable under observation through whatever technique is necessary. So, you know, I think that that is a key part uh, to, to taking any kind of information like that back. Mm. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was a, that was a bit of a tangent. Yeah. Well, actually, it's, a, it's a not a little bad segue because from talking about free information in the internet, this this... The internet can also be used to nefarious means with, in conjunction or freedom. So you know we we can all freely admit I think that one of the biggest sources of um, freedom of information on the internet is social media. Yeah, it plays a massive role, but that role of social media can easily be subverted. And this is uh, something I want to touch on, which uh, is um, Sesame Credit, right? Uh, which is a uh, Something that it's op- it's something that's been introduced in China. It's uh, backed by Shenzhen, Shenzhen now, Technologies. Yeah. Extra credits to the video yeah, on it. Yeah, I remember it now. Um, Shenzhen, uh, Shenzhen Technologies, Alibaba. I, like I forget the company that own Riot Games, League of sure. Legends. Okay, it's been backed by these guys. And the basic concept is is it's a social. Uh, it's it's a it's a. Social gamification, social programming of Uh, things, essentially. It's kind of like a Facebook thing, but you basically have a a Sesame credit score, and you attain this. uh, What you attain a high Sesame credit score by doing things that are seen as patriotic or and uh, that support the the regime of China. So you know, you buy homegrown products, and or you buy a pair of shoes, work shoes, sensible work shoes. Oh, that's great! You're helping towards the workforce, kind of thing. You're, oh, yeah. you buy homegrown produce like rice or potatoes. Great! You import anime for Japan. I believe was one of the examples. Your sesame credit goes lower. You speak mm-hmm. out, out about uh, out against the regime. Your score goes down. And the idea is, you can actually. It's really, really. Um, so, if you're friends with someone with a low Sesame Credit score, that affects your score, and you can look at your score and anyone else's score at any time, and you, it will actually show and chart your Sesame score and your friend's Sesame score, and it will highlight out to you friends that are dragging your score down with uh, non-regime enhancing behaviours. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really fucking scary. terrifying shit, right? Jesus it's really Christ. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, and the, now at the moment, it's only uh, it's opt in or opt out. 
but I believe it's in 2020. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's going to be mandatory. And basically, it's going to cause social ostracization. Ostracization. Ostracization for people with low sesame credit scores. Yeah. It's going to encourage people to actually support the regime and just obey, basically. Yeah. It's using positive reinforcement rather than negative to achieve There's a perfect totalitarian government. Yeah. It's when you basically take a point-based system like that that's applied to somebody, say, and then you plug it into something that is allowed to be used against you and and bear in mind it will be whether or not it's allowed to be done yeah. anyway right but it's it, can you imagine well, it's, when you're going it, it for a already, job interview well this is the thing it, they've said it will affect the kind of places you can live the kind of jobs you can apply for can you imagine that i mean that is some scary shit now it's kind of like i watched um an anime recently which has a lot of uh draws a lot of similarities towards this system the anime was called psychopaths um yeah we watched an episode when we went for a uh, a toke at dance yeah uh the premise or oh, started to anyway the premise is in the future there's technology de um developed which you can use to read people's um kind of mental health state right like from just you point the camera at them it'll sure. show you their mental health state and what they developed from this was the um crime coefficient okay uh, so your if your crime coefficient goes above a certain number i think it's like 100 you're classified or 200 you're 200 i think you're classified as what's called a latent criminal right and you're either taken and locked into a secure facility like mental health care facility and treated until that your score goes down, goes down. But, or yeah. if it doesn't which is most often the case you're like locked in there for life right um with the exception of uh people that agree to work as the pol uh, with the police force as enforcers because the best way to catch a criminal is to think like one right and so you have this and a lot of old policemen became uh latent criminals because of that's how their mind works you know sure. like old detective solving uh so the way the the um the the structure is now in the police force is you have detectives who are not latent criminals and they do the high-minded investigation part of it but all the rough and ready part of being a policeman you know making the arrests potentially uh taking out people and everything anything that has the possibility of having a negative mental impact on you is done by these enforcers who are latent criminals yeah and they have this weapon which it's all hooked up to a system basically and yet they have this weapon which it's a gun called um an uh I can't remember what it's called, but basically you point you point and this is how they read your criminal coefficient. Right. Um, if it's over two hundred, the gun automatically goes into stun mode, and you're supposed to be shot when incapacitation. You wake up in the mental home. Right. If it's above a certain level, like three hundred, you're deemed as un, un unredeemable. Kind yeah, of thing, you yeah. can't be cured, so it changes to kill. Right. Wow. And you're just killed on the spot. So it's a real fear type element, but it's got a lot of that same things because throughout the anime, it does promote that, like, no, if you you can't be around him, he's got a like because it's it's d done in colors as well. Right. So you've got your psycho. It's referred to as a psychopath, right? And that's your color. And sure. cloudy, uh, cloudier psychopaths have are signs of latent criminalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like perfect one is like a clear blue. 
Um, and it, yeah, it, it's fascinating. It's fucking brilliant. It's really cool. Sounds anime. good, man. It yeah, it's good, really... what, what a scary thought. What a scary thought. What a scary thought. Stuff like that into effect. And, and, yeah. uh, and it's direct kind of use of game mechanics and things like that in society and forming society. And it's it's scary and, and it's it's in a very negative way. And it's very sad negative. to see it. Sad to see it done like that. You know, it, like, it really is. Games can I, offer like, a lot of really positive. Do you know things. what it is? It's Skinner boxing an entire yeah. country. Yeah, yeah. And, <sighs> and we all like that little hit of dopamine. I mean, that's that's what it ultimately comes down to. Is right yeah. the drug that you get when you do something. So, like, they did a study where, uh, basically, you know, when you write a list and you cross something off a list, you feel that you get a little. You might you get a little perceivable sort of feel of that's good. You know, I did well there. I crossed it off. They did a thing where they got people to do a task. Then write down the task on a piece of paper and then cross it off. Let's say I've gone to the shops and I've got my shopping done. And then I write it down afterwards and I cross it out. So I've not written it down beforehand. This wasn't a job that I, I set myself. And I, they still get the dopamine hit. Because people like achieving yeah. shit. And they like having shit visually well, because we're very you visual get animals. dopamine hit yeah. from checking your emails and responding to emails. Just yeah. things like that. That's it. So it all works off that thing. So if, if you're thinking like... It, if these things are done sort of passively enough to you, you can be manipulated in those kind of ways, and it's 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 pretty scary. Oh man, massively, yeah. massively. Yeah. I guess with the um, I think in China you could, if you were well, say socially conscious enough, you could probably just game the system, even if it's not how you actually feel, just to make sure you're. Well, you well can, that yeah, is part is, of the problem. The, but the though, thing right? is, the thing is though, even if that's the case. You're never gonna. You're never. Yeah, you're never. Yeah, you're never gonna be able to. Even if you don't believe with it, you're still never gonna be able to speak your mind about it. Yeah, Yeah. that voice will never be heard. Yeah, and that's not social networking. And then it doesn't matter, right? Like, let's say, like a couple of generations down the line, because your voice was never heard to dissent against it, it's now normal. Yeah, yeah, right. And people like you don't. As soon as, as soon as, like the the generation of children are born, where they, you know, they They know nothing else. This is this this is this is the. They, this is what they they they're brought up with. That from that point on, you've lost the battle. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just it's normal, and as soon as think some, that's the key thing to making normalizing something is having the generation after it was introduced, because to them it is. I always had this weird thing with like, and it is kind of immoral, but it was like just a sort of an idea, really, of just like one way of eliminating smoking was going to be every year you up the age rate by one year. Yeah, like the like the minimum age, and and essentially you literally just breed them out. Thing is, I think you'd have to you'd have to even go um, a bit further. You won't be able to do it as rapidly because <clears throat> the the crossover period between uh, you're not having a generation die out in a year. So you do the, there's too much too large a subset of the population that will live through the multiple changes. You need to almost up it by say five years. Every fifty, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm just, that that'd be a better way because that that gives I that gives the previous change time to split from the social consciousness. So by the time you make the next one, the there's fewer people around that remember the first one to object about it. Well, I mean, I think though. I mean, if you if you took it seriously and you could get the public to take it seriously, you could do it much more rapidly than that. But it's about getting that kind of idea that we want to do this. I mean, look at the way. We've managed to cut down quite massively the idea of drink driving, right? Yeah. It has been, and, and it's a positive thing, right? I mean, like, people were legit in the past, like, driving drunk, right? And the officer would knock on the window, and, and, and 
we've all heard stories, I would imagine, of, uh, uh, you know, basically being told, you know, if you had a couple too many, well, be careful on your way home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they used and to you were driving it as a recommendation. We found, uh, we were, um, I think it was Lee's, after, uh, me and James were at, uh, and Ruth were at Lee's after a house party, uh, all going out for a rave. I was at Ashley through a rave. Uh, no, we were sat around and he had a beer mat that was called Iceborg. Yeah. And it was drink Iceborg and drive. And Iceborg was just lager and lime, lager right. with lime in it. And it literally wasn't a beer coaster promoting drinking Iceborg while driving. Wow. I mean, it's 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 crazy, but like, I mean, you, you see what I'm saying. So it's like if you can get a galvanized view of s- sort of change, a, a positive change, it can be used. Well, I mean, it's just when it's not used for a good means, <clears throat> yeah. right? And so we, we've seen that things can work, right? You can change public perception on sort of major health things, and I think like even down to the fact that we have improved things like women going for breast screening, yeah. men checking testicular kind of cancer and things like that. Always get yourself checked. Oh, I think checked, the testicular the cancer battle still actually got quite a way to go. Oh, it's bad, kinda, but it's improving. You it's see improving. What I'm I, like, I, 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 you know, all right, yeah, breast cancer is not a good thing, but I fucking like, when you see all these touts for breast cancer, all these fucking, oh, I'm running for breast cancer, I'm doing this for breast cancer, it's like, Where's the love for the balls, man? Where's well, the ball love? But that, but that is uh, partly the fault of testicles because right? they look ugly. Well, no, but it's it's not really. It's it's also the fact. <laughs> it's 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 really the fact that we're just there is more of a stigma and it's a self-imposed stigma. I mean, I think men, by and large, basically, are a lot more sensitive about those aspects. Ba- of their basically, bodies. what you're saying is we need to rock out with our cocks out more. I think. I think. You're like, out. In a way, in a weird Cocking. way, like you talk- it just it, what you need to do is develop a fly that opens the other way, so you can just <laughs> have the bit at the bottom with them hanging out, just walking down the street, just airing your balls. Yeah, just you airing know. your balls in there. The ball zip. Yeah, imagine getting caught in that. Oh. Fucking All yeah. right, the ball velcro. Yeah, it's bad. I did. It's like I've caught. Yeah, ball, uh, we've all well, been, well, oh, oh, it's the worst. Oh, dear. When you just catch the fucking foreskin. Tip oh, of it. fucking oh. Nice. No, 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 the scrope's the worst. The true, the scrope is pretty Because nice. by the time you realise, it's like up here, and you're just like... Have you ever done that thing where you literally like <laughs> walk into a bollard oh, and fuck. it gets you just yeah, so? Yeah, yeah. And, and oh, but the thing is, what, people, what you don't really think about is when you're walking, you're actually going like four miles an hour, you know, something there, and, and and you've got a lot of inertia behind you, right? Because you're you know you you have mass. Yeah, so it's not like <laughs> you, you you do not stop on a dime unless your balls have been shoved down your throat. Basically, <laughs> you know, it's like. But the thing is, it's that part of your body stops. Everything else keeps going because yeah. it's always like it's, it's not. It's not in a way. It's not the impact of the ball on the on the pillar. It's the crunching effect. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's literally the the car crash, the yeah. train wreck oh, that is happening as it's your like, own body there is, there presses. Always, there is always that that, that 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 brief second where all your extremities are just in the air, and you're just like, <laughs> oh. it's the worst. You get that little, you know, when you get like the ball pain. It's like you literally get that lightning shot that goes to your toes oh, yeah. and your fingers. Well, and your it used to be a method. It used to be a, you can kill someone from that. So yeah, I watched. Yeah. A, 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 you hear someone hard enough, and then yeah, the, it used home. to be a, a form of punishment in like uh, like Victorian times, kind of Germany. It was like in case there was there was something in a in a a, a, a textbook from that point, uh, which was basically in case of severe um, disagreement, right? Compress testicles violently, right? 
It's just like, oh, I, the word compression and testicle do not no. belong anywhere near each other. No. Talking of nut shots, it reminds me of one of the most hilarious cautions I've ever had in a five-a-side football game. <laughs> what happened? Uh, basically, I was playing in goal. Right. Uh, and basically, this guy absolutely hoofed a shot. Okay. And it was, um, initially when it was flying towards me, it was um, aiming at my face. Right. So I jump up to hit it with my chest. And at the last minute, the ball literally just drops about a foot in the air <laughs> and it's just like oh no I've made a massive mistake yeah Whomp, this thing full pelt straight into the balls and I just literally oof, dropped to the ground and swear my head off but literally effing and blinding and the ref goes I understand that probably really hurt but you have to mind your language I'm going to have to give you a caution so no worries Oh man, it is. Oh, another yeah. guy took the shot. Was like, I am so sorry. It's like it's all right. I never wanted kids anyway. <laughs> but man, that was such mm. a brutal shot. Oh, it's like and the ache, the ache as it goes, bang, instant shock, and it's just like yeah. it's like even like and then the pain know, travels like, up, and it's like. In well, your I was kidneys. watching. Uh, I was watching uh, the most recent UFC, the Jones fight. Yeah, and um, fucking not shots in UFC. Oh, oh it's man. like Fuck I know that. it's intentional, but like the force behind some of those fucking kicks. I know, I just... Oh, geez, some of those guys... Like, Jesus really Christ, well. I mean, can you imagine getting fucking, like, roundhouse kicked to the balls? <laughs> it's like, and they just, they just kind of rub it off a bit. I'm like, I mean, I'd like, be crying like be a hell of bitch. If it's one hell of a cup, or they have literally trained themselves to not react to nut shots. Because if that happened to me... But I think there's always a delayed reaction, isn't there? Yeah. Even in UFC, there's that kick in the nuts... Keep to go and then go. Hang on, I just got kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Hmm. But there, but there is like the yeah, one thing it. that can break the adrenaline rush. is just like, yeah, no, 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 give me a minute. I, I mean, I've seen fights stopped, like because they just can't continue, right? The, like, I mean, like it's yeah, it, it's serious, man. Like, I mean, so like when you do that whole thing of walking into a pillar or whatever, and you and you get it in the nuts, and it, it's that sort of feeling of like delay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's coming. Like the pain is coming for me now. Like <laughs> it's like your like, spine holds it up for a second, going just in the middle. Heads up, balls have been hit. This is gonna hurt about now. Oh, yeah. And it's just like you know, and there's that kind of thing to pain, isn't there? Like it's a bit like when you burn yourself, like, right? You get that little, you get that, yeah, that initial thing that tell it that basically it's not really pain. It's it's your body saying we fucked up here, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, the, um, <laughs> the, especially the the reflex action. Like you hit something hot with your hand, your spine is going move your hand away. Before your brain goes, move your hand away because so, it's quicker. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, that thing about that's really hot and burning you goes to the spine. The sponge goes, then move the fucking hand you did. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas another single carries on to the bed going, you just burn your hand. Uh. <laughs> and, and then you've got all the thing of like the, the idea of like the actual residual, the pain yeah. actually yeah. moving to you. And it's just like, you know, oh dear. Yeah, there is a oh, oh, fucking burn pain sucks. But like, you it's talking like fucking, fucking worst not pain ever, or like um, gold dust is fucking shattered dreams, which basically he puts you in like obviously it's it, which is wrestling so not, but he puts you in the ropes, puts le- ties your legs up into each corner of the like so you're in the corner of each like, and then just takes a running punt at your nuts. <laughs> oh man, I know. <laughs> and actually, on on the wrestling nut shots, I like to just give a kind of nod and shout out to the queen of the low blow uh r.i.p joni laura china yeah, yeah. that was a real real real, real shame. shame 
real shit. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was reading that post that um, you missed shared from Mick Foley about the fact that she might finally now get her place in the Hall of Fame, but it's not going to be for the right reasons. It's going to be uh, well, Stone Cold, who uh, on his podcast he he was really close with her. They used to speak uh, like regularly. Yeah. He was like he doesn't agree with it because she's not around to make the decision herself. Yeah. Right. Um, and they're just presenting this kind of sanitized image of China that they want. And it's just like, you know, it, the, the, do you know the worst part is it was a fucking accidental overdose. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like she was like banged up on drugs or anything like that. And that happens so commonly with American me- pain meds and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just well, really for the sheer amount of wrestlers it. that have died from taking overdoses from drugs. Yeah, well, I mean, fucking testers in the morning was accidental overdoses, it was just pain yeah. meds. But I mean, this is the problem in, in, in a way, it's a bit of a dark part of wrestling and of sports, actually, we should say, like, really, uh, of anything that is. I mean, when you say, so even when you're watching football and stuff or cricket or whatever, yeah, you're talking about people who are, you know, are young guys knocking chunks out of their physical health and later life, right? You're talking about people who are, like, doing, like, real quite long-term damage in some cases to parts of their bodies. Like, I mean, I remember I was listening to uh, as a cricketer and he was basically uh, a fast bowler. And he, he was basically talking about, like, his, like, towards the end of his career, like, his process in the morning getting up was just, you know, brutal. Just yeah. because every day he's in pain, and he basically got himself to the level where, on game day, he was just about all right, but then he was done, right? Like for the, yeah. <laughs> he's basically having to take like medication every day just to get out of bed, yeah. You know, because essentially he's knackered his body out, and it's the same with wrestling, man. I mean, you're talking about people that the rest periods really aren't there, no, right? No, I mean, when you're talking right. about the physical strain and well, the injuries that they're taking, compar- you look at in comparison to a UFC fight, it might fight what. If he's busy, once every couple of months, sure. yeah. once every once one four times a year, maybe big fights. But I mean, that's that's good, and and I would argue probably still too much, right? Yeah. Like the thing is, yeah. you shouldn't like really actually like a professional fighter's career shouldn't contain that many fights, right? Like the, yeah. these kind of people you see, and 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 these kind of journey, journeyman fighters who basically kind of pitch up to get beat by the next up and coming kid, right? Yeah, like these guys, I mean, they're taking shit pay. And you know they've been they're kind of rotated in quite quickly, and it, yeah. it's it's I mean, sad. Like Chris it's sad. Yeah, I mean, like it's you know, prime example. I mean, but then like you know, I actually quite like the fight game and and all, and lots of elements of it. But I I I do think, I mean, a lot of it comes down to financial needs, right? People want to get paid, and if you're not the best, you you, you don't get those big paydays. No, yeah. no. So you've not. got to take them where you can get them. And for you, like for for the other guy, it might be a big, you know thing and he's done for a couple of months and he can go and quite happily train with his full sparring house and all of his guys for you it might be like you know i mean this is my month's sort of income right this yeah. is this is hand-to-mouth kind of shit i, I mean, mean obviously hell, as you move up it's it's differently like, in the grades but i think it's, it's kind of the same with any sport though i mean yeah. hell even esports suffer from this yeah like yeah. you look at the attrition rate of starcraft 2 players you, your hands can only do that for so long no yeah, and the yeah. like and like even more so than uh, with regular sports, yeah. you look at an esports tournament. You're not just playing your match that day. You're playing like it's ten, 
yeah. in a day maybe the, the in like it's in a low brackets where you'll get you know best of 32s or hell even like you know uh challenge brackets to get into the like top the the round of 32 you yeah. can be playing an insane amount of games but beyond that though i mean there's there's the physical difficulties but especially in esports a big part of it, i think is is the mental strain yeah the I mean, high massive. tension like a, fucking, my, a game of yeah. civlan gives me a crushing migraine dude <laughs> yeah i mean like fucking the, trying to play fucking six high level starcraft games in a tournament like that sure. on a fucking stage on your income Ugh. right on your income Kyle that's the other thing right the, like real you know yeah you need stuff. to win you need to win. You might, maybe this is it for you, right? Well, I mean, all you got to do is look at fucking look at fucking uh, Jesse Cox's t- uh, yeah. team, man. It's, it's I mean, it's, it's just a money pit. It is, and it's just you're gonna you're gonna take a pounding, and and it it's sad. But, but ultimately, that's that's the game. It needs to build up to that level where there's a bigger prize pool and uh, uh, that it gets spread yeah. out more evenly. And that well, on that note, actually, it was not. It was something that I wanted to touch on um, <clears> that I was reading. So, uh, video game Olympics announced Rio. Yeah. That's I think it's really, really cool. I think it's really interesting. I think it'll be uh, kind of. Uh, I haven't read that much about it, but it'll be interesting to see how they choose to do the breakdowns and obviously. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to have like categories that. and like. Um, I would imagine you're going to have like top players are thought to earn upwards of one million a year, which is about right. You know, like if you're thinking top prizes of. Uh, Starcraft yeah. tournaments like yeah. 30, 30, 40 G's. Well, you can easily yeah. earn a lot more than that. Man. And then I mean, you've got like you, you've got your streaming income, yeah, streaming incomes yeah. as well. Because yeah, you know, even when you're not playing competitively in tournaments, you're going to be playing competitively online and streaming it and getting good revenue from that. If it's, you're a popular streamer, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the, well, most yeah. pro yeah. players are going to be prop- yeah. popular. And you have people who will sub you know? to you, donate to you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. Yeah. And I, I mean, you can make a good living off video games. Yeah. Well, but, dude, I mean, you can be a, a streamer. I mean, you don't have to be a high-quality gamer, but then you get the whole kind it's of a personality cool, It's thing, a culture right? personality, yeah, exactly. yeah, completely. You get people who are definitely making good money off that kind of thing. But it, Total Biscuit for more. I mean, you know, yeah. he's got to be doing okay. Oh, he's doing very well. Yeah. But, like... I mean, they're not to everyone's taste, like the Yogscast. They've, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, well, I've, from, you know, I've seen the Yogscast go from the Yogpod to what it is now. It's yeah. insane. I mean... So when they started off just doing it over at, like... Lewis's house, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much. yeah. I mean, but then you're looking at like how uh, like the YouTube has exploded this kind of stuff. Oh, massively. and there's obviously oh, there's yeah. been a lot of stuff recently. Well, hell, I mean, with... we're fucking sat here recording a podcast for fuck's sake. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this, this kind of stuff. You, I mean, we're just, like, we're, we're just fucking with nobody, really. You know, like who yeah. gives a fuck? But you know, people people are out there. People are listening. I think, and yeah. it's. I remember then, like, uh, there was this, I can't, I really can't remember the exact quote, but there's this kind of cool quote of, like, you know, stop thinking stuff's impossible because you are literally a Greek god right now. Like, you, you, like, you are, if you look at what you do in your daily life, you're doing shit that would have been considered, like, Greek god status. You can fly in a, in a metal chariot through the sky. Yeah. Right? You can, you, you can drive at, like, speeds. That, uh, not you know, only you have that, a steel horse, essentially. You can put you on. We are now entering the age where you can put on a headset and be anywhere in yeah. the universe, like you're, anywhere you're in imagination. Yeah, yeah. A man with the access to to information at his fingertips, right? Like that is that is Greek god shit. Completely, right? that is yeah. Greek well, you know, it's, so, it's all, the internet is almost a form of omnipotence if used correctly. Yeah. Oh yeah. So how many times? Have, Back in the day when you're having a chat in the pub, like, debating some sort of random thing, and it's just like, well, we'll never know the answer to this. And now it's like, no, 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 
answer sold in 30 seconds yeah. courtesy of google yeah it's insane i mean it really is and and um it, it's just crazy looking at the way the information gets absorbed and what that means and as i say like imagine so i mean the things you think are impossible now who knows oh, I mean, right just, like okay like just think we're just average people if you know the yeah. common populace of the country you know Six, 100 years ago, we wouldn't even be able to sit here and discuss topics like this. We wouldn't yeah. be educated enough to discuss topics like this. Yeah, yeah. You might not. <laughs> I, sir, I come from final stock. No. <laughs> you can tell by my rather fine accent. <laughs> May I say, Gorn. He must oh, be a bad guy. He's Gorn a bad guy. Girl. He's talking yeah. of a posh British accent. I, I could quite easily play a Nazi German in any American war film. <laughs> <laughs> or a Roman. Actually, yeah. yeah. It, basically, anybody in any historical time you could play if you've got a British accent, which is an oh, amazing. Yeah. I, I love that kind of. Or Scottish like, accent, I mean, because, you know, that'll get you anywhere. British well, is no, fantastic. That, that'll, that'll get Sean Connery anywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, what a great way that they managed to basically work the idea of the Royal Shakespeare Company essentially into and this idea, basically through Shakespeare, that's where it really comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. This idea that you, as an actor, you can play like anyone in the world but somehow that's something that's quite innately british yeah very well right yeah and it's quite often obviously we're cast as bad guys but i find it like so surreal to think that you'll have like say a movie like gladiator where a character is called the spaniard and he's played by russell crowe who's not british uh, not gladiator no the, the spaniard and gladiator oh, yeah. is uh, russell crowe yeah oh yeah he's actually yeah okay. maximus is known as the spaniard and basically so he's not British, yet he's putting on a British accent, but he's called the Spaniard. Yeah. yeah. Like, how weird is that? It's like, at least Mate, put on a Spanish accent. Have right? you seen or... Spartacus Blood and Sand? <laughs> no, I haven't, but they all Spartacus. No, no, but there are sort of, like, the, 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 um, the guy who runs the uh, Ludus. Right. Um, he's oh, fucking, what's his name? He's just actually just shown up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sure. Uh, season three, which has been, fuck, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., man. Wow, some shit, some shit be going down. Yeah, uh, I'm so excited to see. Uh, oh fucking yeah, I'm going to see Civil War tomorrow. I've managed to avoid all fucking spoilers. Well, you've done better than me. I have seen a few, but I, uh, you know, uh, I think no, it's going to be amazing. I I've like been yeah. on permanent Civil War blackout. Yeah, I've had no spoilers yet myself. Oh, good for you Possibly guys. Possibly going to go see a Saturday night. I got, I got yeah, Facebook um, the hell out of it, and then after that, it was you know. But it's it's it looks really good. I'm really yeah, keen to I'm see so it. stoked. I'm really really stoked. Um, I'm not stoked about. Um, Doctor Strange, and I'm really sad that I'm not. But I think it was mm, probably the least interesting of the Doctor trailers. Strange is a great property. I think the film will be but good. There, we'll I see. I think the film will be of Marvel quality. I don't yeah. think it's going to be. I'm almost not tempted to go see it in the cinema because I don't. I realize I don't like Bendy Batch Cumberbon. Right. <laughs> I just don't fucking like the bastard. I. I just something about him rubs me the wrong way, fucking king of the lizard people. Um, <laughs> but also, I, I mean, right, this is an Asian, I mean, no, no one discussed this till fucking high heaven. It's an Asian-based film set in Asia with Asian high mysticism. Why is the high Asian mystic Tilda fucking Swinton? I know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why is it a white woman? Why, what, what? You couldn't find an Asian person? Sorry, they only cover half the fucking planet. <laughs> I know, it's, it's 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 crazy. I mean, the whitewashing of of stuff. I mean, look at um, was it Egypt, Roman right. kings, or whatever? Yeah, or well, you, okay, you stuff. look at 
just Hollywood in general, you're starting to see more black leading actors and ladies. Yeah. You try and find a leading a leading Asian actor that isn't Jet Li. I think like that, like there was a, an that, interesting statistic on yeah. population well, to uh, winners of Oscars things. You know, obviously they had that thing recently oh where it's so whitewashed. Well, it, it is, but interestingly, actually, like uh, if you take all categories, obviously the the, the, the big categories. I think there is Best definitely answer. arguments and stuff to be made there, but. If you take all categories, actually, the proportion of population to recipients of Oscars is actually, it's it's less than it should be, but it's not crazily so for yeah. black people, as far as I know. I might be wrong on the statistics. I apologize if I am, but I'm pretty sure I am. Uh, right. But but the people... Yeah, Asian, but I, bet Asian all, winners, I bet it's all best set designer. Yeah, it probably is. But my point um, is that... The, best the, guy... I, I w- do you know what? I would not be surprised if it was... They just brought out an Oscar with best token ethnic minority. It might be. <laughs> it might be. It might be. I mean, but like, I think interesting though, if you look at the best same black stats, guy that died at the beginning, you look at the same stats for an Asian uh, winners, and it's so low, like yeah. so low, and it's like you know, and it's not in any way close to statistically proportionate. To no, winners. no, no, no. Like... And it, and it is like, and there is a sad thing about Hollywood, and it's. And you know, I, I'm sorry, I, like there are many, many Asian actors, like. I'm sorry, the lead of Old Boy, the lead of Sympathy Lady for Vengeance, any of that trilogy of films, really. Sure. Fucking, I would even say thing, people like, you know, uh, is it Takeshi Kitano in um, fucking uh, Battle Royale? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beat Takeshi. Beat Takeshi, well, that's I it, mean, yeah. even... Fuck, like, I'm guy. sorry, yeah, beat Takeshi. I mean, Zatoichi is awesome. Zatoichi yeah. is such a fucking really good. good film. But, like, even stuff that is, like, Western movies, stuff like The Last Samurai, right? I yeah. thought Ken Watabi was really good yeah i mean like like for- i mean like i mean i'm not saying necessarily should have won but it could easily have won best supporting actor that year yeah like and i mean actually another thing i thought tom cruise <laughs> for much as a weird crazy guy he's actually a fucking quite a good actor he can do really good things i, I will say like, but i, really I also i also say i think that's diminished a lot in recent years sure. um, although he does i have seen insane stuff like i saw uh the latest mission impossible movie and like, if I look anything like him, and obviously he has like crazy money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's this bit where he's literally handcuffed to a pole, right? Like, with his hands behind his back, and he like leaps up this pole and flips himself off, or like actually legit, right? Like, just using upper arm strength and shit. And you're just like, he's like fifty fucking six. I better get on a fucking treadmill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta work my fat ass because that is crazy shit. Scientology be magic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know he like he probably Man, talks to like all the, the aliens right now. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it is it is crazy, but like, you know, Hollywood man. Yeah, it's just it's really weird. Like, I think my I want more original IP out of Hollywood. I love the fact that we're getting all these comic book stuff, but mm-hmm. I'd love to see some more. Mm. Original there is a IP. bad side to that. Yeah, so I, you know, sure. it's just I'd like I just think like I mean, what's the what are the some of the recent fucking reboots that are coming out? Um, everything. Uh, yeah, everything. I mean, obviously, we're getting another rebooted Spider-Man, but maybe this one will actually be good. Mm, um, maybe. Well, <laughs> it's got Marvel involvement. So, you know, it's still Sony, but it's the tying it into Marvel yeah, itself. They're yeah. going to exercise some influence, so it at least retains. It, just even going as far as attaining the kind of MCU feel to the film might do it yeah. some good. I mean, it is crazy though, actually, with those movies. I mean, as you said, there are definitely negative yeah. parts of their existence in a way through how much they dominate the calendar but it's crazy they still haven't made like a truly awful movie 
No, like, I, I mean, mean the closest thought a dark world was kind of. I enjoyed it still. Yeah, I enjoyed it still. That's what I yeah, know. It's not. It's the weakest the, one the, for me. The, um, I think the weakest one for me might be Iron Man two. Maybe, maybe um, that's definitely that's definitely close up there. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, again, we're not like god awful. No, no, no I mean, I, mean, I, not, they, I still bad. enjoyed watching those films. Yeah, like if I if someone was like, should we stick on a Marvel film? They would not be top choice because that'd just be Winter Soldier for me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Or actually, yeah. I really loved Ant Man. I love the shit. Ant Man's great. Ant Man was Ant-Man. so fucking. You've not seen it. Oh no. man, dude, see Ant Man. It's really yeah. good fun. Yeah. It's a little bit. It's a little bit more lighthearted than some of the other stuff, and it and it works so well. But for does it. a Black Falcon? I mean Falcon. <laughs> um, Are they going like, to Black Panther? Just Panther? Do you think in the Civil War? I'm pretty sure. That, I'm pretty sure they go. All, you know, he is the Black Panther. Yeah, sure better be. The um, but like, there's some. Uh, even the fucking TV shows as well. Like, I'm sorry, Daredevil. Have you seen Daredevil I really need to yet? watch a bunch of the... I haven't even seen season one yet. Oh, really. so I've heard really dude. good things. Daredevil is legitimately the best thing that Marvel have put out wholly. Right. Entirely. It's better. It's Daredevil and Jessica Jones, for me, are my two favorite See, I really want to see Marvel. Jessica Jones. I think that's what I want to see. They're my two favorite Marvel properties because they're so... They're, they're gritty. They're dark. They're fucking phenomenally well-written. Phenomenally well-acted. I mean, Vincent D'Alfonio as Kingpin is a fucking... Sp- oh, it's just a revelation. It's just, oh, He's so good. He's so fucking good. This quiet, reserved insanity is just played perfectly. You know what I actually like about the whole MCU that I think they've done quite intelligently is, and I don't know if it's a deliberate thing, but as you go through the movies, you know, they've slowly got a little bit darker. Like yeah. They brought you in, right? They brought Civil Joe War Public in. Yeah. With, it's supposed to be really dark. I, well, I mean, I'm not after, like, super dark. I don't want, like, some Batman super... But no, no, but I know I mean it's supposed to be But to, to actually add gravitas yeah. to the situation. Well, that's apparently Civil War, like... All, Civil War has been quoted, like, been called the best superhero film ever. Yeah. Um, Civil War, it, 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 it's emotionally dark in terms of, you know, some deep shit, some what? serious heavyweight shit is going to happen. And I know I know the comics, so... Then they're, it's like, not, I don't think it's going to like, keep all the... the yeah, all the, 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 the so Which I've would got, be a good thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, completely. I don't think you could do the comics in the cinema very well because no. it's, it's very convoluted and there are some bits of the comics which aren't fantastic i've got the full civil war yeah. upstairs but, but i think what they've done though is they've actually sort of distilled stories down. yeah and they've done that with all the marvel movies they've taken characters they just distilled them down to kind of core things yeah and then presented those things and i, and I think that's what they're doing mm. in civil war it's like, which I like I, yeah no completely i mean like it's like my favorite my favorite one of my favorite marvel arcs which will probably never make it to cinema because it's so convoluted and spans so many different uh well it spans the entire marvel continuity and it loops across multiple series of comics is uh the house of m which right. the concept of which is uh, the scarlet witch uh mm-hmm. she goes insane and basically tears a hole and create it create recreates the world giving everyone their heart's desire and the only person that knows about it is Wolverine because his heart's desire was to have all his memories back and he's got all his true memories back so he knows the world around him isn't how it should be. Right. And it basically starts with him trying to convince people going forward and it spans, it's epic, it's really amazing, epic, epic uh, story arc. Um, one of my favourite bits of which is like one of the first mentions of uh, Iron Man is just, you see a newspaper clipping which is 
Tony Stark even richer. <laughs> <laughs> that was his heart's desire. <laughs> he just wanted to be him, but richer. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. It's fantastic. Yeah. So I think one of the ones I'd love to see, um, which will definitely never happen, is um, Avengers versus X Men. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is such an amazing series. You know they're doing Old Man Logan as well. They are, yeah. It's going to be the last of the Hugh Jackman Wolverine films. So the question is. Who is going to play Wolverine in the future? Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, there's. The... They bring a stubby guy who's the correct height to be Wolverine. But in the, in the in the comics at the moment, they're doing like uh, there's a female Wolverine essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who I can't remember her name. I'm not fully into sort. X twenty three. X She's basically got some of the same powers as Wolverine and yeah, stuff like that. The... So well, she's a, she's a, isn't she a clone? Uh, clone slash. Semi daughter of Wolverine. Yeah, you know how it is in comic yeah. books. It's yeah. all very it's kind of very, slightly incestuated points. But um, like... she was basically created and bred as an assassin under the Weapon X program. And I believe she was first introduced with um, X Force as Wolverine's trying to deprogram her, basically. Yeah. Um, and basically she was going out on missions with X Force, which he's quite against because, like, no, I'm trying to get her back to being an actual person. Yeah. Not what they created her to be. So that's a bit of an odd kind of one. Like, kind of like Bucky and Cap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think what's going to be really, uh, what's really interesting on the line of saving the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the whole Inhumans arc, because that's basically <coughs> their replacement for the X-Men. It's really quite getting, although it's looking like maybe the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, series is kind of going to put kill to the um, uh, Inhumans film because it's been right. now pushed back to 2020 the Inhumans film and right. it was originally planned for this phase so and they've just developed the story on quite considerably in this season of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I don't see what material they could end up using to do the film right um, I think they might end up just folding the film into the series or maybe doing Which a couple of short such a bad idea. I know I don't necessarily think it is they may even just do like a couple of short TV movies, sure. In uh, just Agents of Shield movies, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. It's it's all very very cool. Uh, like I say, you should really have to check out Daredevil. It's so good. I, I just yeah, I just, yeah. I'm terrible at watching programs. Yeah, I like yeah. the I I am t- terrible at watching most things. But every time the me and Amy just session it in an entire weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of basically working through the new Game of Thrones, obviously at the moment. But uh, well, don't I, worry, there'll I be no spoilers. Up. No, yeah. I gave up on the TV series. Um, I they made they did so many things in season little four. Little changes. That, that it's I not just that there were just things that were needless changes, like the whole, you know, where, uh, oh, you're not missing much. You've probably seen it anyway. The the with Jamie and, and Cersei. What, and Cersei at the funeral. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was just needless, and that, like right. when they put that in there, it was really. I I just went no. That was the that was the bit I had the biggest problem with. I mean, yeah. fundamentally changing a character, and yeah. like uh, uh, there was me, not. And the thing is, it was unpro- it was unprovoked. It was kind of like the the character wasn't going that way. That it no. just seemed really inorganic. And it's like now you're like that character is an arsehole, right? Like <laughs> ultimately, like they're an arsehole, right? Like. It, it it doesn't. It worked because it was slowly it putting. Go, it was arc. it was slowly working a kind of redemption arc. Yeah, exactly. And it, it just it decimated it in one act. It just yeah. went nope, that's gone. Yeah. You, even if we we're going to try and progress with that storyline, that's happened now, and that's part that of his changes character. that changes everything about yeah, his character. Exactly, exactly. And what or where his character was going because even if it continues down the same journey, that incident mars everything else yeah. that happens next. Anyway, we should sort of when yeah, the abstract we, about things that people. 
who know know and that's great and yeah yeah sorry sorry boy anyway yeah, actually, i think we should probably take a uh, break before we come back to the last bit yeah, so we can go over just but one thing i was gonna say is yeah, go in regards to the comic book adaptations of movies not just marvel but across the whole lot what would you say is your favorite comic book adaptation into film oh oh wow okay uh, See, that's really Open tough that's really tough i mean the original men in black is actually a really strong contender because it's yeah. good like it, like we actually watched the Men in Black three the other day. I've yeah. never seen it. Still a decent film, man. The guy that played young Tommy Lee is fucking great. Spot on, spot on. But um, it's a, I don't know. It's really difficult. Maybe what about you? Like three hundred or oh, yeah. that's a good Watchmen, choice. Watchmen, maybe. Actually, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. That's it. It's Watchmen. It's completely Watchmen. It has to be Watchmen. It's a very, See, very, very good movie. It, it's One the, that for me has stayed stayed loyal to the how I feel the comic book should have done is, in fact, the most recent Dread film. That's actually that good. Was good. That was really that good. Was good. That was Especially really when you good. put that in comparison to the yeah. horrific monstrosity that was Jesus the earlier Dread, like oh, Judge yeah, Dread yeah, with yeah, Sliced, sliced Alone, yeah, yeah. and it was just like... Which is basically you, you, Demolition Man with off. the Judge Dread outfit. You've sure. taken your helmet off. Why's your helmet off? Your helmet never comes off. Your helmet's off. Why's your helmet off? Was how I was for the majority of that film. It's like, yeah. no, this is not. This is not what I want from. And Dread. it was just all plasticky and camp yeah. and stuff, which yeah. I think, in a weird way, right? Like I could see Stallone or at that age Stallone, if it was done right, as Judge Dredd. Yeah, yeah. But it was just done awfully. badly. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And that's that's the real shame about that. I actually think like if like I I, I a Stallone of that age cast in that in the Dread movie that we know now. Yeah. Doing the same thing, I think he could deliver it. Oh yeah, you know, and, I, and he's a, he's a good actor. Um, you know, so yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a weird one. Yeah, completely. Um, but I think your Watchmen hits the nail on the head because not only, in my opinion, not only is it as true and as faithful for the most part to the comic book sure. that you could get in film. I mean, there are big changes, the, the, but they're the, not the, ones the, that you the mind. big change is the end. But I think it's a change for the better because there is no way you could adapt that comic book ending to the cinema screen. Yeah, because it's so. It would be a movie itself in a way. Yeah, and but the the reason I think that Watchmen works is the one for me is the five hour director's cut that has all the Black Freighter from the Black Freighter animation uh, animated short spliced into the segments where it would be in the comic book well, that's interesting it really works it's phenomenal it's it's phenomenal it's like me and Naomi watch it once and it is like five hours long but it's what fun. I really yeah. like about that movie and I, I I really quite like it in uh there's a bunch of movies I like it in but the idea of using like the credits uh, so you know the opening titles yeah. or parts of the movie and montage but like in like an explor- in like in a way that explains what's kind of happened. Yeah, and for example, it's a, instead actually- of just a, t- a, 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 a montage to sing, uh, simulate time progression, it's actually um, an inform. It's a storytelling montage rather than just a exactly. It's information dump in a sense. Yeah, yeah, but done in, in an interesting is, yeah, completely. way. Completely. I mean, it's a bit like in the old days. You would have like before the movie, you know, the beginning of the movie, you'd have like a scroll of text that would be like, "This is this is the setup." Yeah, I mean, because yeah. this is your exposition at the beginning, but like. It's kind of a more evolved version of that, a yeah, digital completely. version of that. Like, I mean, a, a Marvel movie that does it is uh, the Hulk movie with Ed Norton in, right? Which I, yeah, I think is really underrated. Yeah, I think it's great. It, you get the whole bit that you've seen a million times, and I wish they did this in more movies. You get the whole bit, which is 
how he becomes the Incredible Hulk in about 30 seconds. Yeah. Right? And everything that happens as a result of that, in fact, when you come to his character, he's been the Hulk for a while. Yeah. And he's separated from society and he's kind of doing the whole kind of calming himself down shit. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I wish they would do that with more superhero movies because to be honest with you, how many times do we need to see an Parker's yeah, kind of yeah. origin story? I don't really want to see that, which hope, by looks of it, we're not going to get that again, which is good. You know, Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think they're kind of... How many times do we need to see Batman's parents being exactly. shot? Exactly. That's the, that's the really big one. How many fucking times? It's, and it's just... So it doesn't yeah. do anything for the character, right? Like, it doesn't offer anything for the character. No. I mean, I haven't seen the Batman vs. Superman, and no. I probably won't ever see it. But I, I, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to download it. I have just seen for, it. It's, I, I, I do they do see the origin story? They do, they do oh, literally do that sake, again. Why? With the same thing with the pearl necklace and all the stuff falling, which is straight out of like... I mean, it's uh. it's an iconic scene, and it's but it's ingrained in your knowledge as a viewer. And I, and I know that's easy to say as someone who's obviously older and has read various comics yeah, and seen yeah. other media forms. But if you're a kid and you're watching a Batman movie, I would assume you're parents the people you're watching it with or just the media in itself would quite easily direct you towards maybe watch this first right this is what batman is or as i say have a little montage that breaks down well the thing is in between the moviegoers that are seeing batman versus superman i would find it hard to believe any of the moviegoers that are seeing this film have not seen batman begins or 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 just that anybody apart from the extremely young and bear in mind they won't be going to see the movies because they're at least 12s or whatever they are or or at least sort of pgs like but yeah none of those people are not going to be aware of the cultural understanding of Of batman the character right yeah it's a bit like superman right everybody knows that there's superman and there's kryptonite right everybody knows this Right, you don't need to be. Well, I mean, sold it's almost it. a turn of phrase. Oh, this is my kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. it's a co- it's passed it's into part. kind of common yeah. talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the common lexicon that we use, and Batman's exactly the same. You know. Yeah, and and so I don't need to see that again. Yeah. Completely. It was quite nice to see it in um, the Deadpool movie, though, because obviously that's the first of the Deadpool movies. That's a different thing. If it's a lot first of, people, of a, a yeah. first of a, yeah. yeah, it was. But that movie was basically wanted so much by fans of Deadpool who know his origin story. Yeah, but it's like no, we, yeah, we kind of have to tell it because, it's, it's because the first you bring one. It, you, you're bringing it to the cinema with I'm the hope of so looking forward to Deadpool two. Oh yeah, mm. mainly because that lovely little spoiler at the yeah cable. My my f- like I'm a massive Deadpool fan. I've been wanting the Deadpool movie to appear ever since it was first rumoured many, 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 many years ago. So they're going... That's the, that's uh, the one I haven't seen. Uh, oh, it is. Oh, wow. It's I mean, really, I've, good. really good. I mean, I've heard great things about it. So Ryan yeah, Reynolds is the perfect casting for Deadpool. He's got yeah, the, right, really is. the right attitude to play that character. I'm pleased he got a second bite at it as well because he's wanted to do yeah. that character for a while and obviously he had that terrible Wolverine movie. They do poke at that a little bit. Yeah, which is like, you know, which it's it's great. Like, I, I, it's such a cool character. And, uh, you yeah. know, I, 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 that's, that is one that I really do have to see. And I like the fact it's an R, right? Yeah, 18. It, you know, it's an 18-rated movie, right? And I think that's that's good, you know? And I like, you know, and you've got to give respect to Marvel, right? They've actually tried some things that are maybe a bit risky. Yeah, completely. You know? Right. Um, anyway, right, we yeah. were going to take a break, and we've got an extra, like, oh, fuck it, this is going to be a long one. The second long one. Oh, uh, yeah, Ian's here. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> it's good, though. No, it's good, yeah, it's good. good. Um, right, yeah, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back uh, for a quick roundup and then we'll be off. 
Yeah, because I've got work in the morning. Yep. Same. Same. <laughs> Joys. Yeah. And then, yeah, I've got work and blood tests and running around to hospitals and then surgery on Monday. Vaping, gaming, movies, politics, you name it, we waffle about it. Rambling Vapors, a podcast about things. And we are left. East. (laughs) East. 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 We are East. <laughs> we are East. <laughs> we are forwards. <laughs> God, oh. um, we are East 17. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there was a boy band with East in the name. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I'm really, I'm really upset that I... I oh, I, Worms. What? Worms, Team 17. Oh, yeah. And like Alien Breed and stuff like that. Man, Team 17. Yeah. Yeah, old school. Yeah, Fucking really my good. favorite old school game company by far, Apogee. Which ones did they do again? Uh, Major Striker, Halloween Harry. The uh, I think they were uh, part of the original two D Duke Nukem's. Right. That's Apogee, man. Classics. Um, Halloween Harry was like a Duke Nukem esque game. That was fucking cool. I loved the shell. That um, in fact was it um, Chrysalis who did. Um, in Lemons? fact, Apogee, Blake Stone, Aliens of Gold. Yeah, I mean, I I, just, <clears throat> I think like Team Seventeen might want, be one of my favourite old school ones actually, just because you had things like Cannon Fodder oh, and Land Worms, right? And they were some of my favourite games back in the day. Right. Like, in fact, sure. in fact, I'm just gonna because it's they don't exist anymore, so we can actually play. I, I'm, we can keep talking. I just want to have this so you remember because because it had the best best intro, like proper fucking old school old school shit. Like, oh my god, that's so loud. That music, that yeah. to me is fucking chi- major striker. That to me is my childhood <laughs> spent in. We had a piece of my dad's computer was in the basement. Monster bash me. Fuck. Uh, it was in the basement, which was a dark, dank, horrible basement, right? Uh, and it just had a computer desk in the corner, my dad's gun cabinet, his bullet making stuff. And I used to sit there and play Apogee game. I wrote this DOS menu system so when i wanted to boot up i just typed games and it took me into this menu system i just pressed a number to launch like it had the games broken down by apogee team 17 like basically game publishers or whatever um and then uh i'd go in there and i'd choose like epic for epic pinball and stuff uh go in there choose that choose that number then choose the number for the game that i want to launch and launch it yeah um, and it, yeah, it was, oh, fucking, this, that is my childhood, man. Apogee Games, and like, there was an amazing flight sim back then that I played called um, Harrier Jump Jet. Oh, it was so good. The intro had an A10 Thunderbolt Warhog, uh, A10 Warhog. Fucking, oh my. I think I did have that, yeah. That's that Rings a bell. That and F15 Strike Eagle. Yeah, I think, like, because uh, a lot of my early gaming was on an Amiga. So oh, they yeah, had like yeah. a whole bunch of kind of games. And there was a period where Amiga actually were kind of all right, and and in some ways they were kind of for games actually they were kind of one, more, one of the more kind of sophisticated machines in a way. Um, but yeah, it was some of the games I, I used to play. Oh God! Like I mean, Micro Pros, that's it. Yeah, Micro Pros is another one. Yeah, they were the flight sim guys. They did yeah. all the best flight sims. They were fucking amazing. But man, this music, this music. But old school gaming, man, it just it's, makes you think about, like, also, 
uh, like oh my god <laughs> it was so bad when you were fucking like eight years old sat on PC this was the most badass motherfucking thing on the planet and it was one of those flight sims that you had to have the keyboard cut out layout that went over the keyboard yeah. so you knew what all the fucking keys were it had tanks it had tanks it was revolutionary <laughs> In terms of like that that multi arms combat, sure. it, it had everything but infantry. Man, it was phenomenal. Like fucking bombing runs. I mean, it not didn't look anything near as good as that when you got into the actual motherfucking game. Well, they never did, right? Like, no, was... it was terrible. Uh, that's the way of them. But like... see, I remember a lot of things like, uh, and it had the menu system. And... The menu system, like. It had the menu system that was at, that's what it looked like in game. Yeah. Uh, it had uh, the it had the menu system that was actually like people stood around and you highlighted different areas of the like the cabin or whatever to get to the different bits. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, to install the game or load it up, you had to find the word oh, on the yeah, page the of the manual. That used yeah. To <laughs> well, it was just the manual. It was like okay, yeah. type in the word that's the the fifth word on the thirty yeah. second line of page sixty four of the manual. Yeah. And be like, reload. <clears throat> <laughs> One thing I found out with a lot of those, though, some of them were just, they tell you to do that, and you could put in any words you wanted. Yes, a lot of them were just like, da da da. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, no, but, it's, yeah. See, the, but the, you say that's the sound of your child. The sound of my childhood was the noise of screeching tapes inside of a beautiful Sinclair spectrum. Oh, God, yeah. Actually, I had my Amiga, definitely. See, yeah, yeah. The, actually, no, it wasn't Amiga. It was a Commodore sixty-four. Yeah, that, yeah. Teenage Mutant those. Ninja Turtles on the Commodore sixty-four was those, um, one of my favorite things. Which computers was it? You used to have those huge floppy disks. Oh um, god, Amstrad's. yeah. Well, even early PCs Amstrad's, and yeah. Amstrads. Yeah, I used to have an Amstrad as well. The uh, five and a quarter inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those. I mean, okay. but big. Like... I had Hook on those <laughs> on PC. Like it was on like eight. Because yeah. they were like a meg. Yeah. And um, I had Olympic Games. Yep, yeah, they were always really kind of yeah. shit. The ones, weren't they? Yeah, but they were shit. They it was like shit. the cycling, it was like press all seven of these buttons alternately, simultaneously, <laughs> really fucking fast. Otherwise, you just fall over and die. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, the, the brutality of the wondrous game, California Games. Oh, I love like, California Games. Okay, now play this game. Uh, how do I control it? I'm not fucking telling you. Play the fucking game, bitch. Okay, half pipe. Drop in. I've fallen over. I have no idea what I have to press here. I mean, it was yeah. bad enough. I, I played uh, Friends on a Mega Drive, and that was just like, oh, great. I have three bu- three main buttons and then the D-pad. No idea what I do. Yeah. Oh, man. The Commodore 64. That's enough of that. <clears throat> no. That was Ah oh. oh, man But it's just like Then I got it for the my MOS system <laughs> Which right. was Two buttons And a D-pad Sure On a square I controller Like game. Similar sort of size to the NES controller And it was just like This is pure hell Yeah There's no way that You know how to control this whatsoever Sure And there was version Like various of the games where, Like the surfing ones Like I have no idea what my goal is here. Do I do yeah. tricks out of the top of the wave? Do I just go as fast as I can get out, get across the wave? Well, I mean, that was the era as well where it's like 
the manual that came with the game was actually like integral. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right? it, it was literally in often your only access to the <clears throat> control system. Right, your only access to things, as you say, like the goals, the the purpose of of what you're partaking in, because everything was always had that abstract element to it anyway, right? Yeah. Because that was what the graphics were like in in a way. I mean, the other really crazy thing when it comes to graphics is like the idea of like games that I remember that you know you remember them with better graphics than they had. Yeah, like Wolfenstein 3D is a really good example yeah. of that. I always think actually, no, that that that'll stand up well, and you load it up and you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although, I'll tell you another funnily one. enough, Doom is a counterpoint. Doom has aged really well, I feel. Like, mm. it's... Okay, the art style is simplistic, very, very simplistic still. But that sense of atmosphere mm-hmm. yeah, definitely it, maintains in Doom. Yeah, yeah def- and also everything has a bit more feeling of actual depth to it rather yeah. than... Like also, well, really inside 3D so felt flat. everything was so very yeah. flat. Yeah. Solid I think colors, the first, no shading. The, one of the best game of the early 3D to get past that was uh Gene Newcomb three D, I thought. Yeah. That that had that get that had the first get, that was the first three D game that I felt I felt a little bit of like, wow, yeah, that's uh, that's not that's that's got a bit of depth yeah. to it. Yeah. Like um also I don't know if you ever played Marathon. Durandal. Oh, well Durandal was the reboot mm-hmm. revamp version, but Marathon was actually I played it on Mac back in the day. Yeah. So tell you what really has aged badly as well. Well the more recent era Stuff like Tony Hawk's on the the original PlayStation Tony Hawk's. I a a lot of a lot of original PlayStation games. When did I first not age played well. that game, I was just like, "These graphics are fucking amazing. It's so realistic." Yeah. Now it's yeah. and uh, recently, after I've played pretty much every game that's been released under the Tony Hawk's banner at some point along the life, and I was like, "Oh, found my old PlayStation and found my copy of Tony Hawk's." Like, let's have a go at that. It's like. <laughs> I played you this. Know, like, this is it's ugh. quite like if you, it's quite interesting if you look at the PlayStation One. A lot of games didn't age well, even the ones that are still remembered as classics and are still played, like some of the Final Fantasy series from yeah. seven to nine. Um, graphically, a lot like seven really struggles now. Mm. I think graphically, uh, nine and eight have got a certain amount of character to them. I think they've yeah. like eight eight FMVs are. Ref- revolutionary like eight yeah. FMVs still look good today by indie standards right yeah well I, the Definitely. other thing is I, t- I t- say to you like often when you look at graphics right then you look at, uh, at what holds up <coughs> oh that's you. and again yeah um, always at least two with Kyle yeah. uh, that's, that, man, that's Never the crazy thing about like people who sneeze that they often have like little things like that associated with it like you know, oh, Kyle always sneezes twice or something. Or no, I, I always sneeze, sneeze in even multiples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I shit you not. It's always even numbers, man. Always even fucking numbers. It's never, never one, never three, never six. No, six is an even number. Correct. Sorry, never five. Well. <laughs> right. Well, you put a drinking game. Every time Kyle makes a fuck up, <laughs> drink. <laughs> You're gonna be drunk. Oh dear. Oh dear. It's like okay, okay. I'll, I'll go. Get, I'll go count to the odd number six in the east. Yeah. East is even. <laughs> yeah. Email us suggestions for the rules of the drinking game of the podcast. No, east is six. Because <laughs> I obviously forget six is even, so I forget east is left. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Even if you're looking at a compass and north is straight right. ahead of you, it's, I know it's right. 
<laughs> Kyle gets a Kyle gets a compass, but he actually attaches it to a watch, so it slowly rotates around. I had a compass. So it goes, oh, I had like, a compass watch. As the day progresses, North slowly moves around. The, around the, <laughs> no, he's just constantly holding it directly up against his metal buckle. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. No, good no I've got North is always behind got, me. No, I just got ma- my compass is made out of magnets. All of it. <laughs> it's just diff- up all. Like, how else do you get all the compass directions. to stay up? All so <laughs> you've got you've got a positive magnet in the middle and just negative magnets around it. I know it's not possible. I know that's not possible. <laughs> I'm being very monopoles. Yeah, yeah. Monopolic magnets. But what like- a great name for a punk band. <laughs> Maybe. Monopolic magnets. Maybe if he's a bunch of theoretical physics nerds. <laughs> physics nerds. But no, like with graphics, like I often think that games that have a, a an art style. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They help. And they a, hold a, up. a defined yeah. aesthetic, yeah. So something like, say, uh, Journey or stuff like that will probably hold up in a way a bit better because. The, the, well, in a way, uh, the cell shading helps as well, actually, yeah, because yeah. it's a graphical art choice that ultimately. Um, doesn't need texture quality, which is the well. Thing actually, really it's enjoys. funny you should mention that because I was going to say one of one of the games I replayed recently, um, bought the HD remix, which is just tidied up and that upscaled a bit. Um, that I think has stood the test of time remarkably well. I mean, it. I it, I I played it and I still thought it looked good. It played phenomenally. It's 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 one of my favorite games of all time. It's in my top five, definitely. Yeah. Is Zone of the Enders the second runner, which was a Hideo Kojima game. Um, it's the first one's not as good, but the second one, it, it's a mech, high speed mech action. It's like a character fight, character spectacle fighter, but a mech spectacle right. fighter. And I, when I say spectacle, I don't mean there's like combos and stuff like that. Sure, but sure. The the action is spectacular. It's massive lasers arcing through like and proper like anime mech stuff. But I remember, um, like, uh, sorry, sorry uh, I was just going to say the the other aspect of that that makes it stand up really well is all the cutscenes are anime. They are right. like no, they are done by Funimation. They are anime, yeah, and it it makes oh, it's, it's, oh, the it, everything about it, and it's the it uses cell shading, which gives the gameplay that almost anime quality to it sure. as well. Yeah, and it, the whole stylistic choice just marries together perfect. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, like, because I uh, used to do a lot of... I was quite into the sort of modding community of a bunch of games, and one of the one things I was into was uh, texture art, basically. And I really kicked in around kind of when Half-Life came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and got heavily into it, and, and pretty pretty damn heavily. Like, I used to make, like, textures all the time for different mods and so on. Um, but, I mean, I was making textures for Half-Life when it first came out, and your average texture size, texture size was... 64 by 64 or 128 by 128 mm. and big things were 2 by yeah, 6 yeah, by yeah, 2 yeah. by 6 yeah. right and we're talking pixels here right and then like you move forward to today and the texture files like most of a game that you're it's, downloading is texture is yeah. basically static artwork that is being pasted over the things that you're seeing moving yeah. and, uh, in a three-dimensional way right so it, it's insane like I mean it's mind-blowing really well it, like because I used to draw it all; it was all hand drawn, and like, and like you would, there was photo manipulation. I made you like photorealistic textures using photos and basically downscaling them and yeah. making them sort of seamless as well, so they'd be endlessly tileable. Yeah, because obviously, 
when you're making a game and size consideration a file i'm talking was a lot more of a, a thing back then but when you are making a game that has that kind of budget on size you're making textures that have to s seamlessly be used and the idea is that say a wall is a certain size where your textures only a small much smaller aspect of that so it has to be repeated it has to be repeatable and then you'd have a thing where that the texture would oh. there would be the texture and then there would be random variants of that texture that over a large pattern of that texture are inserted well, randomly I mean, that's why you used to have actual like it, I, you still do to an extent but you used to have just tile sets yeah and that's yeah. that's literally what i used to make i was i was a task uh, set artist uh, for games but for, for, for mods uh, and and that was i never actually worked on pretty much anything that ever came out that was really the gutting part of it <laughs> because it like modding teams right making a mod is hard fucking work like really hard and yeah, well, like I keeping mean, a team like, together for, uh, was a really hard thing uh, to a do a really basic level um god what's that epic uh grand strategy um on it's on fucking steam well that narrows it down uh, it's all pixel art but it's epic and you play different <clears throat> gods oh uh, are you talking uh no that's not good was it I was thought you were going to talk about Heroes of Iron Magic, but no. No, no, no. It's it's really it's in it's almost indie kind of it's not like RTS proper low beat, low res. Um, but it's not yes. It's like you make grand armies, like massive armies of thousands of orcs or whatever. Uh, but it's like proper low quality pixel art. Sure. Uh, well, I mean the old school uh, like Rome Total War and Shogun Total War. No, they no, it's not like it's not that. It's uh, oh god, what's it called? What the hell is it called? Like. It's almost like Crusader King style things. Strongholds, is that what you mean? No, right. no, it's like I don't I think we're no gonna idea. get it. But like, no. but yeah, like old no, school it's mods, but, like for well, games basically like that. mean means Ollie did a tile set of like orcs. So you make an orc and you repeat it certain times, and then you make an orc archer and you repeat it an X amount of times. Yeah. We did that and made like mortal like oryx kind of thing. Yeah, that took us about like a solid week and or so of doing no actual work at work it's going into work and just working on these tile sets yeah it it's ridiculous. insane man and it's like like it, it took a long time like it was a hell of a commitment but the, the, I mean, the biggest part of it was actually like running the community of the mod right and a yeah. lot of when I was doing it of course I was very young I started really young but like uh, as time went on it was like you know you, you're getting people who are essentially kids working together to make something in their free time you know and real life's occurring i know then and the community you build up is is so tight like and you know because it, it's essentially all those things that you have at work like the ideas of like maybe you've had you've got shit going on in your life that's actually like you know bumming you out mm. and you've got these friends that you're collaboratively working online with and then you're basically you're, you're fulfilling the role of friend and work colleague you know but, yeah, but for yeah, no completely. money and for no money at all right and it, so you end up having these really kind of personal information sort of you know information about people in a way I mean, I guess you get it when you were community leading uh, a, a guild I would imagine it's quite similar but like with this you're dealing with a very tight team of like five dudes and you're working on it for a long time and of course ultimately you know, there's egos attached as well, and the game tends to fall apart. It's difficult yeah. to keep a mod team together. Really difficult. And like, I we had multiple times where it was like there was like a hierarchy that had been built up in the community, 
of like who was most important to a mod, right? So you like the coders, for example, people who coded whatever alterations you're making to the game, they were at a certain level where they almost had through the fact that a game simply couldn't be made without them, yeah. a kind of a, a louder voice than say a texture artist, right? Yeah. Uh, so you kind of have these weird situations where maybe the mod you're making will get a new coder on board and because he fits into that hierarchy, the actual shape of the mod is Changed. affected by yeah. his perspective of what should be done. So, But then, of course, coders, of course, are the front line. A lot of these decisions and they're implementing things and it's, it's very difficult unless you've got a certain knowledge of coding and, and the engine in which you're working to actually sort of direct a game. Yeah. A project led uh, a couple of games that were mods that yet again literally the, the mod teams always tended to fragment I mean that was more because we, we were kind of at that stage we were approaching like university age it was just like we all had yeah. shit that was going yeah, on yeah, we just yeah. couldn't finish it but you know this yeah I mean it's it, it's intense and it's a, a crazy thing and what it's done to gaming is, is immense yeah. yeah I guess yeah. I just sort of get my topic in it all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I'm going to be bugged like a motherfucker about that fucking game. Yeah, oh, I think I'm probably going to have to call it. Really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we've been 20 minutes. So, um, like I say, not sure exactly when I'm going to be back. Uh, or we're going to be back, I should say, rather. Uh, or I'm going to be having a good back. Yeah. yeah. Or we'll play backgammon. <laughs> yeah. But- and go back in time. Yeah. Back to the future. Where well, there's more podcasts, uh, right? So, uh, yeah, it's because I'm going in surgery uh, tomorrow. I mean, it sounds way worse than it is. I'm just having a herniated disc in my back fixed. Um, I'm going to be a little bit incapacitated for a while. I'm going to get this up and out before I go in. Cool. Uh, so I'll get this done over the weekend. Um, but yeah, so I'm not sure exactly when we'll be back. It probably won't be any longer than we, the the normal kind of yeah. month gap. Also, three to three, anywhere between two to four weeks, really. But one thing I might be doing for the next one is getting an f- extra microphone, and we're gonna do a double guester, if possible. If possible, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. a tight squeeze. But I'm pretty yeah. sure we can just have someone. I'll probably we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure out. Uh, I think with the the the, the the stool option we're going to have a bit more flexibility now yeah definitely cool yeah so uh, we're going to kind of do our parting adieu cheers Uh, and uh, we should be back at an undisclosed time in this undisclosed location in the heart of the metropolis that is Cambridge (laughs) yeah (laughs) metropolis metropolis yeah Yeah. like you know this Cambridge Gotham City (laughs) Same thing. <laughs> it rolls off the yeah. tongue. <laughs> All right. Right. Yeah. We're gonna be. We're gonna. We're at. We out. We right. out. Stay strength safe, on it, guys. Strength and death before dishonor. <laughs> Nero and Bungle love to hear from their listeners. They must be masochists. So if you have to tell them they suck and their mothers should get cancer, send your hate to ramblingvapors at gmail.com. And then go make sweet, sweet love to yourself. We have a file creation. (laughs) Congratulations, you've got a file. It's, you have fun. It's a five kilobyte. And <laughs> <laughs> growing. Well, what's that now? Up your life. How many files are in the folder? It's zero K at the moment, but that's because it is currently caching. It's caching like a motherfucker. Gunk, gunk, crap.
my face. Eat the microphone. If one projects their voice towards the microphone, then it should become out much clearer at a further distance. (laughs) Indeed. The question is, should I do the entire podcast speaking like this? You You sound like Marley, like Brian Blessed. Oh, yes. A slightly young, less deep voice, Brian Blessed. Brian Blessed is a bit more like this, young Ian. Just punch the microphone if you feel like it. Just punch it. Punch it good. Punch it. Joey, punch it. It's the hip movement that goes with punch. Grind the microphone. Grind it. Grind it with your penis. 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 It's a better way to pronounce the word penis. It's just going penis. Either that or it's what happens if you merge a penis and an ass. You get exactly. a penis. You insult. What is that like it, it, it fulfills all functions? Oh, yeah. Like, is but like, you think about it. Like, oh. That would be the worst. You call <laughs> you someone a, a constipated penis. Yeah. You call someone a penis, you're just like, yeah, you're a dick. You call someone a penis, it's just like, yeah. wow. Like, I've done something to piss. That guy you could also off. think of it like the Eternity Snake, right? Like he's actually yeah. locked in. What a robberous! <laughs> or the um, robberous. <laughs>